Hey, Action Shelf listeners, before we jump into the show itself, we want to tell you about how you can get even more action in your life. Mm. <laughs> that appeals to more you. Action, more action, you more say, More action, John. you say, yes. If you go over to our Podbean patron page, that's patron.podbean.com slash punchup, you can listen to Lisman and I watch, what's this? Good action movies. Good action movies, you say? That's right, a change of pace. We thought behind the paywall, let's give people something of quality. So And give us something of quality. I know, it's such know? a pleasure to do that. So twice a month, you and I will be doing commentary tracks that you can download for uh, yes. good action movies, all kinds of awesome mm. stuff from a lot of our heroes like John Woo. And uh, we've done stuff from the John Wick franchise and Sylvester Stallone, mm -hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger, all the guys we never get to talk about on here. Yeah, so you, stuff we legitimately love and uh, love to share with with you you all. Um, yeah, yeah. So you can listen to that uh, as as well as other cool exclusive content from the Punch Up Entertainment Network shows. Uh, once again, the address for that is patron.podbean.com/slash/punchup. And now into the action. The action show. Welcome to the Action Shelf, the podcast celebrates the glory of B action movies. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Lisman. Oh, Lisman, we finish up 2022. This is it, man. End of the year. Yeah. Wow. Two years of doing this shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh... that's wild, man. It feels it's, it feels it's, like it's... Uh, it feels like it's been a month, and it feels like it's been ten years at the same time. Yes, yes, because I think back to watching something like invasion usa which was i think the third movie we ever did and i'm like that feels like a lifetime ago yeah you know and it was just it was uh, just the other year <laughs> yeah yeah so uh we did talk about so we just finished up our uh december of holiday mm -hmm. movies but yeah we had this one week post christmas here where we wanted to do yeah. a year-end cap and we did think how do we want to spend the rest of the year or the 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 last week of the year and we thought with Burt Reynolds, obviously. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's an action shelf favorite. There's no question. We love Burt. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh, and so we, we we did that by taking a 1987's Malone. Malone, yes, yeah. yes. And this is an MGM feature, right? This, this is this, produced this, by MGM and Orion. Orion, uh, yeah, that was what I was going to yeah. say. I, I distributed by MGM, uh, released by Orion, who we've always talked mm -hmm. about as being... The slightly better canon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think this falls into that oeuvre a little bit. It's yeah. Just a little bit more slick, a little bit like better constructed it's, narrative. It's, you know, there's it's, character motivations. And, I was going to say, it's striving for a level of seriousness it's still an action yes. movie but it is like and actually i get we talk about uh i have quotes from burt reynolds about this movie and his appeal mm -hmm. about like 
I didn't just want this to be another uh, action picture. I want to play a real guy in it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, you know, he kind of does. I mean, I think as much kinda. as you're gonna, I think about as much as you're gonna get in one of these kind of movies. Yeah, like it's yeah. still kind of felt like the man with no name is mm. what this guy feels like. Yes, I think this definitely falls into that category. And with the modern day setting, something I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of are the Jack Reacher novels, and yeah. which are which are <clears throat> Lee Child who wrote those was is those books are the man with no name basically in modern yeah. day. Yes. And the yes. whole archetype of the mysterious stranger comes into town to right mm-hmm. wrongs, which is which is classic. I mean that is, you know, we talk about certain things that are just ingrained, you know, your seven samurai and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I do feel mm-hmm. like the mysterious stranger story is one of those. Yeah, and so yeah. I think and I think this is fine. Like <laughs> I just yeah. as I was watching this last night I just kept going. Oh, this is this is pretty. This is pretty good. Like it's, it's yeah. It's a totally diverting. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It's yeah. It's only an hour and a half. It's like ninety three minutes. Yeah, or something. and that's just, really that's just, I do think if this thing crossed into two hours, it might have uh, started. Yes, great on me. But this thing, I, I I thought it moved along pretty well. Everyone mm-hmm. in this is a base level good actor. Yeah, these are actual yeah, real actors. Some of these people are really good actors. Not necessarily yeah. in this movie, because I do think Cliff Robertson, who's a fucking amazing actor, is pretty wasted in yes. this. Yes, definitely. As generic bad guy. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and, and we we talked about Bert is a real deal actor. And mm-hmm. he's likable here. I will say, worst hairpiece we've seen yet in a movie. My God. It's pretty bad, yeah. That, that I hair. mean, the hair all around in this, in this movie is bad, but yeah, Bert is not... <laughs> <laughs> That's not definitely not his hair. No, there were some shots where you see him from behind. I'm like, I literally see where it stops being the wig and becomes his real hair. <laughs> uh huh. Like that's that's not what he wants. <laughs> nope. No, it's not. Uh so yeah, let's talk about this movie. Comes to us from director Harry Cokeless. Yeah. Uh, who? Well, let me see. What has this guy done? That I do. Was, I know yeah. any of this? Uh, oh, he also did. Ooh, he did Black Moon Rising the year before this. Which, man, that feels like a future action shelf episode. That's about Tommy Lee Jones having to steal a supercar from the government. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That is a uh, that is a John Carpenter screenplay, but not a John Carpenter uh, directing. Okay. Um. Yeah. Oh, interesting. It's I'm him looking and. At- it's him and Linda Hamilton. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, he was a second unit uh, director on Empire Strikes Back. Why, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's, that's not really bad at all. This guy goes wow. hard into um, his 90s career is Hercules and Xena. Okay. Oh, okay. Cool. Directed a few episodes of those. And looks like he mm-hmm. kind of turned into a lot of like... Um, that uh syndicated tv from when we were kids that kind of stuff Mm. because there was a Mm -hmm. robin hood show that i vaguely remember that he'd worked on that yeah because i don't i don't think people remember like hercules and xena were the most successful of a whole like branch of television yeah there there was almost like its own television cinematic universe a little bit because they were all connected as well. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Um, yeah. And so there's that. He did work on something, that, a movie that he did direct a movie that we've talked about on um, 
over on uh, the Green Mile because we used to look in people's IMDb's and we would become obsessed with certain titles. And Battle Truck was one of those. I'm seeing that. Yeah. This yeah. Seems like a action shelf movie. Oh God, me. does it ever? I mean, look at the the tagline is after the oil wars, out of the rubble of the cities comes Battle Truck. <laughs> I mean, the just the poster looks like an ad for a GI Joe vehicle. Like it does. It does, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's definitely something. So this guy is not. I mean, you know, whatever. He's a professional, but he's not like top level director, right? Um, right. Although I do yes. think this movie is, as we were talking about beforehand, perfectly competent. It is fine. It's yeah. fine. Um, I would we, say the the two biggest strikes for me are it, the movie does feel a little sleepy you know what i mean yes like the the final confrontation is kind of boring where uh the, the malone is doing a bunch of home alone traps uh <laughs> to get people um it, it yes i thought the same thing and i thought that about halfway through the movie i had this where i'm going like there's nothing bad in this but there's mm-hmm. also not a lot of momentum to this movie. There's not a lot of yeah. like yeah, there's not a lot of tension or thrills. Yeah. The performances are all kind of subdued and sleepy, you yeah. know what I mean? It's all yeah. I mean there yeah, once again everything is base level good, but it's just like yeah. this thing is just on cruise control, right? It's all just going exactly. like okay. Yeah. I can't say yeah. anything here is poor, but it is just like I'm not like and like you said, at 90-whatever minutes, I was never bored, but it was just kind of like... It's just like the movie never got up to its full mm-hmm. running speed. It's just kind of like, exactly. oh, okay. And then it it's ended, and of... I went, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I also thought the editing was a little weird. Uh, yeah. Almost like they didn't have enough coverage on a lot of scenes, and so they had to cut around that a I little do, bit. I did want to see, do I have a budget on this? Because this does feel like a movie that had some money, but still not a lot of money. Yeah. Um. Oh, I do have a budget. Listen, do you want to take your best guess at a 1987 budget here? 1987. 1987 let's, from Orion Pictures. Let's say $2 million. Two, okay, uh, $10 million. Okay. Now, that being said, according to the IMDb trivia, three million of that budget went to Bert. That makes sense. So you, that so you're, you're now you're dealing with a seven million production dollar, you know, seven million. Okay, gotcha. Uh, dollar production uh, budget. So okay. that makes yeah, Bert obviously took the majority of the cast mm-hmm. money here. Although I will say, pretty good supporting. I mean, like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, we talk about Cliff Robertson as the bad guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Lauren Hutton, who certainly at this point was an established star, uh, mm-hmm. who plays the his ex girlfriend or current girlfriend or whatever CIA contact, or CIA, yeah, something. Uh, Scott Wilson, uh, who mm-hmm. people would know as Herschel from The Walking Dead, amongst many, many, many other things. So many things. This guy has been in everything. He, yeah, he he was like a real deal. I mean, he goes back to the original In Cold Blood. Or in the heat mm-hmm. of the night, like big time major Hollywood character actor, uh, he playing mm-hmm. the mechanic here. Cynthia Gibb, who was on the up and coming here at this point, mm-hmm. uh, playing the daughter in this, who, uh, not on her, but has the worst part in this movie. I think yes, one hundred percent. And she's actually, it's one of those things where I'm going, this part is horrible. She's a good enough actor 
that she's doing literally the best you could with this part. Yes. Yeah, I would agree with that too. Yeah. The the little like all of the little moments uh she makes a meal out of it, but but there's nothing nothing overarching that to really latch on to for the the character other than she's very attracted to this 50 year old which is in every single scene you talk about it that would be one of my hits on the movie is yikes yeah yeah single scene because bert i mean bert's looking good for a 51 year old man however he is a 51 year old man he is twice the age, or he at least appears to be twice the age. No, of he her. is. Okay. She's twenty four okay. in this movie, but she's. Okay, okay, but once gotcha. again, like a lot of stuff we see on this show, she's playing it like she's fourteen. Yes, and I think yes. obviously she's been directed that way because Cynthia Gibb, long career, uh, has been mm-hmm. in a lot of good movies. Um, oh yeah, uh, she's she's a good actress. Oh, we should talk about Death Warrant with her and Van Damme at some point. She did oh, do a absolutely. Van Damme movie um, in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is just the whole time I just went, oh, the poor Cynthia Gibb having to do these scenes and having to be yeah. like, I'm just painfully turned on by mm-hmm. late 80s Burt Reynolds. Because this, I think, also a key thing here is Burt's career is not over at this point, but we're in mm-hmm. the downward slope by the time he's doing this. Because this is pre-Boogie Nights, right? Yeah, this is pre-Boogie. Boogie Nights will be about 10 years after this. So yeah, he's and entering... that's kind of his resurgence yeah, into his mainstream he's... popular culture. Exactly. He's entering yeah. the phase where he'll become irrelevant. Because this is... Is this the movie right before? Because we did Rent-A-Cop, which, yeah, mm. is the same year as this. That's the next movie he oh. does. And that is... I mean, this is not great, but Rent-A-Cop is a huge step down from this. Yes, yes. Um, That's way more of an action shelf movie than this movie. Yeah, this one this one is kind of just like, I would say this fits into a lot of movies I've seen from this era of like, oh, pretty forgettable thriller. Like, okay. Yes. Yeah, it's fine. But exactly. Yeah, this, I would say 87 with Malone, Rent-A-Cop, because this movie also did not, I talked about uh, it, it cost $10 million and it made two, so it was a disaster. <laughs> box office wise oh no uh yeah but um yeah this is where you start to get into trouble and then he's he's back on tv by the early 90s which whatever but at that time would have been uh oh uh, yeah a bit of a death sentence yeah, yeah. or at least a, a bad omen and then uh, and, something- and then when he gets oh, into yeah, the mid 90s that's when you get raven and we've seen him and that's him in like jesus christ <laughs> his career is a walking corpse at that point yeah, yeah that's pretty bad um, and then and then yes yeah. it will be paul thomas anderson with boogie nights who brings him back mm-hmm. out of that but yeah uh something i wanted to talk about uh i kind of want to go back to the 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 daughter attraction to him thing yeah how that's kind of like a central theme in a lot of these movies mm-hmm. um and it's not always i don't think it's inherently a bad thing uh, yeah. because we recently watched Lethal Weapon and there was a very similar dynamic between uh, uh, Mel Danny Glover's daughter and, and, and Mel, Mel Gibson. Gibson. Yeah, obviously their ages are closer at that point. Yeah, it's um, like a, it's like a 16 year old girl, 50 year old, It's like a 16 year old girl being into like a 35 year old guy. And you're like, OK. Yeah. And also he's yeah. I mean, that is the thing was 1975 Burt Reynolds. Sure. Sure. 1987 Burt Reynolds is what we're dealing with here, though. and he's, Yeah, yeah. He's, his um, age is showing in this movie. Like I said, he's not 
but it is a little bit like, ooh, you're not at your top of your leading man game anymore, are you? Forty percent of his scenes are in bed, like he's lying on his and back. And also, in bed. <laughs> almost any time Malone does anything physical, it's a stunt guy. Yes, it is. Oh, the, this 100%. is one of the most rampant uses of stunt. Like, there's the scene when he infiltrates the compound at the end, and it's just him running yeah. from his car. He's literally just running in a straight line on a flat field, and it's a it's a stunt guy. Very clearly. And I'm yes. going like, you couldn't have done that? <laughs> I was thinking like, man, it'd be cool if they like uh, pushed in on his face as, he, as he's like running like determined. I'm like, oh, right. They can't do that because they're not going to get Burt Reynolds to actually run. In this the whole time I was watching this, I just kept thinking Burt was going, they're like, Burt, we're going to do that running scene. He's like, uh, have Barry do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. Mm, no. And like when you talk yeah. about him setting all those traps, it's all like close-ups or shots where the head is cut off. And I'm going, Jesus yes. Christ, these aren't even stunts. But he's just like, yeah, I'm not coming in. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, uh, no. $3 million only gets you so far yeah. with Bert. So, but, yeah. but yes, you're also right that there's also a lot of him lounging in this movie or he's injured or something. He's like, I yes. uh, better lie down. Take yeah. it easy. I mean, that is sort of thing where I'm going like, okay, Here's a movie, we often go like, man, when the heroes of these movies get shot and they just keep going, here's a movie yes. that actually does, like, he gets shot and he's down, which, good in theory, but then I'm going like, mm -hmm. oh, right, pacing-wise, this is why you don't do that, because I yes. don't want to watch our hero recover for days in bed. <laughs> for five days. He spends five days he in bed. He done! You're just going like, man, that is death to a film, like, yeah. in terms of moment. Yeah. When it further adds to this just... There is no, there's no ticking clock. There's no, if we don't no. stop this thing. So there's no urgency. It's like, yeah, I should no. uh, probably stop those bad guys at some point, huh? Uh, yeah, he's better like, take another day. He's on the fence about it for most of the movie. Uh, it's not until his partner is killed that he actually decides to do something about it. Um, <laughs> Which is like, there's like 20 minutes left at that point. Yes, exactly. But yeah, it's, yeah. And, and that, unfortunately, it's sort of the thing then creates that feeling in me where I'm like, uh yeah, I'd love to see Malone kick some ass, but at the same time, it doesn't seem like he's in a hurry about it either. So no, uh, no, not at all. Yeah. Eh, uh, eh, what are you gonna do? Uh, <laughs> I love Burt Reynolds. We talked about this on a few of the others. His very honest uh, uh interviews. Mm -hmm. Here's what he said of this movie: he "Goes I was attracted to Malone because I thought there was a chance uh, the movie could be uh could, might be more than a guy running away from his past." Let's be honest, this film is just Shane. <laughs> he goes, uh, it is interesting though, he says, you know, I'm not doing I'm not doing Eastwood in this, but the whole time I kept thinking is he's kinda doing kinda Eastwood is. in this. And yeah. and I did look and confirm they went to Clint first with this one. Of course they did. Because yeah. this is because yeah. and I did also think this is something I thought is I love Bert, but this movie doesn't use Bert super well. No. It no. is it is Bert doing Clint Eastwood where the, it's like but Bert isn't best when he's like quiet and stoic. Bert's like funny. Yeah. Yes. That's one of the things we like about that. it. Yeah. He does. He has a couple of and I wrote them down of course. He has a couple of one-liner-ish things, but he mm -hmm. needs more of that. It's interesting because I was yeah. thinking about Clint and Bert did a movie together called City Heat. They did a buddy cop oh, movie. Okay. 
um, which I, I will do a commentary for at something at some point because them mm-hmm. them doing. But the whole thing in that movie was Clint got to be silent and stoic, and Bert was wisecracking and flirting with ladies, and you're going like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's using their mm-hmm. two separate movie star personas. Because Bert, I will yes. say, I have a list here, Lisman, of everyone they went to before Bert, <laughs> because Bert was not even close to the first choice for this. Thing. That makes sense. Yeah. Let me give yeah, you the list sense. here. Now we'll start with the All requisite. Right. It's 1987. So we'll just throw out, of course, Schwarzenegger Stallone. Of course. Yes. That's a given. Uh, mm-hmm. But I almost feel like this is a little too calm for both of those guys. You know what I mean? Like, yes. They would both yeah. want to kill 50 more people. <laughs> mm-hmm. In like gruesome, elaborate yeah. ways. And Could then I... do, and drop some one-liners. Could I rip a guy's head off? Um, you know, that kind of thing, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> exactly. And then I mentioned Clint Eastwood, Harrison Ford. Uh, he would have been good. Yeah. I think actually Ford is probably actually what this movie needed. Maybe mm-hmm. uh, Richard Gere. I mean, some of this is just who were the movie stars of this era. Yeah, uh, Richard Gere, Mel Gibson, Michael yeah, Keaton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that is the most interesting to me. I think of the bunch, mm-hmm. uh, and then Kurt Russell, of course, who I think actually oh, nice. Russell would have. I think Russell or Harrison Ford would have been actually the best for this material, because mm-hmm. they could be stoic. But and once again, it's it's not that Bert's a bad actor. This is just, and he's fine in the movie. You're just going like, this is just kind of not a good use of what Bert can bring to the screen. Yeah, he doesn't have the 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 reason why uh, Clint works so well uh, as this type of character is that being steely and quiet you have to have like an internal yes. like uh, thought process as, as the performer or as the character. And I don't think uh, Bert brings that. He does just not talking and he's yeah. just kind of looking and he's just smoking, you know, but he, there's not anything going. You, you don't see the, the gears turning up, up. No, cause he's not, there. you know, and that's not that Bert's a bad guy. He's just not an internal actor particularly. Yes. He is a guy exactly. who's, very verbal and very good. You give him a line and he'll make a meal out of it. Exactly. Uh, and he's and like I said, he's fun and likable. But yeah, they want this guy to be. I have to imagine. I I can only speculate that Clint probably turned this down because it's like, yeah, I get a million scripts where I'm this kind of guy. Yes. You know, sort of like yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. did pale writer or whatever. You know, like yeah. And there's not really anything in this script that's just like oh wow i I, this stands out i I, gotta do this no and i think that's how you end up with bert right all those other guys were getting other better stuff mel gibson is he's he does lethal weapon this uh the year before no this year 87 is when lethal weapon comes out so you know you talk about there's something there's a way better script with him to do stuff in and a way more interesting Mm -hmm. character than this um, but mm-hmm. I, it is a thing where we were talking about that on one of those commentaries with all the people they offered Die Hard to. And yes. it is just kind of like when you read these lists, it's like they clearly just had the same eight guys on a list for any action thing. Yes. You know? It is interesting how the same thing happened for the two movies. And <laughs> it's it's so polar opposite the, uh, re, you know, the what happened. Get, you know, getting Bruce Willis for, for Die Hard was such a revelation for, yeah. for hollywood and this is 
kind of what everybody was expecting Die Hard to be, you know. It's like Bruce yeah. Willis as an action hero. Well, and that's okay. sort of the thing is like you're you're talking about guys like Gibson and Willis and Keaton and Gear and all the all those guys are on the ascendant and we're watching uh Bert kind of falling here as That's true. Yeah, they're kind of rising, so they have like that youthful sort of energy to them. Maybe. Yeah. And Bert's just like you know, you know I don't know. Uh, Ford is two Indiana Jones movies in at this point. He's not going to do them alone. You know, just like, absolutely uh, not. I do love that this is based on a novel called Shotgun. Yes, I did see that. Yeah. (laughs) As they talked about a fairly unknown novel too. Like clearly Mm -hmm. this studio, I think Orion was just going like, we need an action thing. Uh, 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 this is cheap rights. You know, Shotgun. Because I've never... I read a lot of books in this genre. I've never heard of that book or this writer. Nope. Um, so it is kind of, uh, it is a little bit like, oh, okay. William hey. P. I love his name, though. William P. Wingate. It's a great author name, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, people, d- But even still, people say the book is a lot better than this movie. Yeah. Yeah, that that kind of makes sense to me. That tracks. Uh, yeah. This guy talks about it. it's a hundred times better than the lackluster adaptation of the mediocre thriller. I mean, it. <laughs> I, my guess is simply just that it. Whatever happens in the book, there's a, probably a lot of like, yeah, we can't afford that. Can't afford to do mm-hmm. this. That mm-hmm. no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> right? Yeah, and if it's told from a first-person perspective, you can at least get the internal logic of the character. I have know? to imagine the character work is probably better in the book because uh, yeah. you just got yeah. that. Because it is sort of. I mean, let's talk about when we meet Malone. He is mm. standing on a clock tower with a rifle, about to assassinate some guy getting off Come of a on. seaplane. And this is halfway through the intro credits, which was a weird choice. I will. Say- <laughs> Yes, I will also say uh, I, I gotta look who did the score for this because this guy is trying to sell the excitement in every scene of this movie, and you're going like, yes. "Yeah, it's not because it's not there." Oh, it's David Newman who will go on to be a major uh, mm-hmm. uh, composer, and and does yeah, the- I mean the score was good. It just <laughs> it could not make this movie exciting. No, they it's tried. It's really funny because just like there'll be scenes of Bert just like walking. Somewhere and it's going, dun, 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 dun. and you're like, mm-hmm. uh, and they're showing them walking across the bridge for the fourth time, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And this guy is trying to go, well, maybe I can really, I mean, he's trying to elevate the movie. And you're just like, yeah, I don't know. Bert's like walking up some stairs right now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and now Bert's stunt double is running. But yeah. Mm. He's got this guy in his sights, and he doesn't shoot him. You know what would have made this better if I had any context for what this is or why Bert would feel he shouldn't kill this guy? Sure. I also, if you're doing like a man with no names type story, don't give his backstory. Have hints at it throughout the... Still have his his old partner show up at some point. If you had introduced the CIA... The, when they're reintroduced and it's just you see mm-hmm. them get the facts and oh god it's that guy that would be mm. like ooh but yes I, ag- I agree it would have been more interesting to just start with him pulling into this mechanic shop in the small town you don't know who he is or what he's about yeah. no we get a scene where he goes yeah <laughs> because this is real uh, this is another thing too I, there, there's the post smoking in the bandit Burt Reynolds which is <laughs> 
every everything is real casual. Mm-hmm. Like every every everything, I feel like everything after smoking the band, he's like, oh great, I can just be on this level forever. Uh, and so yeah. it is just like yes. it's like ah uh, yeah, I'm gonna quit that CIA. I mean, mm. the post-smoking the band at Burr Reynolds is the one Norm Macdonald was doing the impression of. Just the guy going, yes. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah come it's on. funny. Yeah. Funny. This is a guy making Cannonball Run and stuff like that where you're going like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and literally, I did. I have watched because, you know, look, the people aren't shouldn't be surprised if they've listened to the show. I'm the kind of nerd who's watching old Siskel and Ebert episodes. But mm-hmm. a lot of their reviews of 80s Burt Reynolds movies are like, come on, man. We know you're talented. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. You're clearly phoning it in, and, and it's I, sad. I think that's a big reason Burt's career hit the skids is he got lazy. It's not yes. that he. It's not that people didn't like him. Because in the late 70s, Burt was, and, and this is all, I want to state this for you, because I think Burt has become such a pop culture figure just as a person and that norm mcdonald impression is part of it mm-hmm, but in mm-hmm. the late 70s burt was the number one highest grossing actor he was the yes. most popular movie star in america yes which seems crazy yeah. i think to people now but you're like oh but if you go back and watch those 70s burt movies, i just watched deliverance again the other day and i'm like oh mm-hmm. shit right he's like really good in that movie <laughs> he's really fucking good he is He's he's in the best shape you've ever seen him in. He is pure action hero, but he's playing a character with a lot of levels, and you're like, oh, right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Boogie Nights was. It was like, oh, shit, right. If you give him good material and he tries, mm-hmm. this guy's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> so I think that, yeah. but I, I would say even everything in this, and he's always watchable. That's the thing is, he got lazy because he could skate by in his Christmas because I still like him in this movie. I still like mm-hmm. Burt Reynolds. But it yes. is just kind of like, yeah, I'm on. I'm not going to kill people with CIA anymore. Uh, yeah. And this is where we get his first one-liner, where she says, well, what are you going to tell the company? He says, goodbye. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Bert. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And cut to then, Bert's driving through the woods. This is in Comstock, Oregon. Mm-hmm. This movie takes yeah. place. Which is yeah, a real Yeah, I place. remember reading that it was in Oregon somewhere uh and then but then watching him like yeah this looks this looks like eastern oregon for sure it's um it's of course british columbia but i mean mm. that's about right yeah uh the ta- yeah they filmed the thing in headley british columbia but so i mean it is pacific northwest though yes uh, yes it exactly. takes place in comstock oregon which is a real town here mm-hmm. um i looked it up it's about uh 20 miles south of eugene Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. gotcha. And it's just a little... Ta- I mean, it, I think it's somewhat as portrayed here. Uh, yeah. But it's one of those things where I go like, I, I feel like I've heard that as a real city in Oregon, and it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, his car breaks down, and he pulls into this little mechanic shop run by Scott Wilson. Mm-hmm. Just, God, doing his best, man. Scott Wilson He's in this really movie trying. is... It's one of those things where that dude, man, was just such a good actor... That I am going like, man, you are imbuing this with as much character and gravitas as you can for this mm-hmm. very thinly written character. But yes, the guy's got. Pre- I mean, the thing this movie has working for it, and like we're talking about, is everyone is good here. So even though mm-hmm. the script is pretty thin, everybody is at least bringing something. You're like, okay, yeah, you're acting. 
which Mm -hmm. we're we're not always used to on this show. So it is nice to see people going like, okay, you're at least trying to give some internal life to this total sketch of a character. You're not just reading the script. Right, right, right. Uh, So, yeah, he he pulls into the thing here. He goes, uh, yeah, yeah, I think there's uh, something wrong with the car. (laughs) And he's driving this pretty cool car. Is a Mustang, right? Yeah, it's a Mustang. It's very another very 1987 thing. This is on TV and in movies, right? Your your hero needs a, a cool car. Yeah. Yeah, I got uh, Yeah, and uh, was gonna take a little bit. I the thing I didn't fully understand is the shift between him dropping the car off and then him suddenly just living here. Yeah, yeah. He, I don't. Is is it like a thing where the car is gonna take a while? They gotta get part. I don't know, but it seems like all of a sudden I'm like, oh wait, he's just staying here now it'd be yeah that is a little strange because it is supposed to take a couple of days because i think they're waiting on specific parts to show up yeah something because this they're in this tiny little town you know i mean Mm -hmm. like was this guy this guy's used to doing like and we see the other work he has is like tuning up tractor engines and stuff it's not like yes (laughs) he's not ready to take to fix this high-end automobile (laughs) i mean who knows uh, yeah, they didn't really bother to explain uh, why he knew so much about, about uh, this Mustang. But, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, he's there. and I guess we're also supposed to assume that there's no motel or anything in this It's got to be because he's going to stay with this mechanic and his daughter. Uh, yeah. His hot, hot daughter who's way into him. I do feel yeah. like this is the ultimate like big dick uh, movie star thing in this movie is that there'd be a hot young actress who wants him and he doesn't get it on with her almost feels that like is more mm-hmm. ego for Bert. Yes, it is a, uh, it's, it's kind of like a staple of like the, the Sigma male sort of philosophy. If you want to call it a philosophy <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. uh, of like, he's so cool and detached and, and everything that he, he gets offers and he, he turns them down. Yeah. Don't worry though. Bert's still gonna bang somebody in this movie, just not this girl. Yes. Yeah. I will and say he is going to full on kiss this teenage girl. Oh, that lips, was insane. Made me very uncomfortable. It really because the uh, whole time she started flirting with him, I'm like, I do not want to see a sex don't. scene with Bert and Cynthia Gibb. Not at all. Please don't. Not once. Yeah. And then when he did kiss her, I was like, Oh my god, why? Yeah. Why? But it you, is you, you, it is so almost like, uh, here's a little something for you, huh? Put that in the bank, yeah. huh? Yeah, that'll keep you going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is just, I'm just going. And once again, any of those other actors I mentioned, well, maybe not Schwarzenegger, but the rest of them <laughs> would be, <laughs> it would feel less weird. If Harrison Ford, yes. if this girl was into Harrison Ford or something like that, it would be less, straight. well, Clint mm-hmm. would also be a little weird. Yeah. Because uh, Clint, Clint, Playing any kind of sexuality or romance was always weird. I always thought, like, yes, yes, he doesn't really have romances in like the Dirty Harry movies or the Man with No Name movies. Like, that really isn't no. a Clint thing. Um, no. And I think he was always smart enough to kind of go, like, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, that's not really my strength. I don't Sorry. do that well. Um, yeah. No, because it's always just like, I mean, maybe I think maybe there were some similar things like this, or it's like. They like him, but he's just so stoic. Um, yes, exactly. Uh, but so, uh, oh, because he's got a dead wife. If you remember in Dirty Harry, he's widowed. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. the thing where it's like, 
I had a wife, but she's dead, and now I just shoot bad guys. Uh, <laughs> so she does immediately. She asked him. She, she goes. Uh, she goes. Uh, this is another one. Another. These are very Bert one-liners, by the way, because they're they're literally one word. The goodbye, and then this one. She goes. You got a first name? He goes. Yeah. And then just walks away. <laughs> Holy shit. And then she is just even hornier for him based on that. Yes. Yes. Which She's like, like, oh man, he's such a dick. <laughs> I so love attracted to this slightly paunchy middle-aged man with a horrible hair piece. With a horrible hair piece and tight, tight jeans. Oh, tight, tight jeans that I think make him look heavier than he is because the gut is yeah. pushing the gut out a little bit. I am going, Bert's yeah. not in terrible shape, but he's looking. No. He's a 50 something year old man. He's looking a little paunchy here. Yeah. And I yeah. think the tight jeans are accentuating that belly, yes. which is like, that's yes. bad. Costumers. Yes. Costumers. Come on, man. <laughs> Please. He's not. This is not mid 70s Bert anymore, okay? We no, can't keep dressing it this it way. It is kind of. I do think. That seemed to be the reaction to this movie, too, looking at stuff from the air. It's kind of like, I don't know that you're this guy anymore, Bert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's, it's yeah, it's it's not, man. I mean, once again, we know it gets worse because we've seen Rent-A-Cop. Yes. Which is yes. horrible. Um, But, yeah, yeah th- so anyway, this, uh, so yeah, so he's going to, for some reason, stay with them. Immediately, we see that there's trouble and people are trying to shake down this attendant. Because yes, okay. Well, let's get into this. Mm. What are the villains in this movie doing? Uh, they are either a white supremacist group or a cult, and it's they do not specify anything. This is one uh, of my problems with the movie: is they give them all this like aesthetic and like uh, vibe. But I don't know, uh-huh. but they don't commit fully to. They are some sort of government separatist, like, they are mm-hmm. a cult of some sort, but the movie in no way digs into what their actual, like, beliefs are. They, no. They're, they're talking very white supremacist, though. They are talking about, yes. like, the blood of patriots and stuff. I wish that they had gone all the way in, because I go, like, ooh, I like this. I like the the mm-hmm. sketch of the villains of this movie, mm-hmm. and like this idea that they're like buying up towns all over the country, mm-hmm. so that they can yeah. install their true. It they needed to just go full at you know pure blood white you know. Well, it's sort of an interesting thing to have the villains be uh, white supremacists when every single actor in the movie is white. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's like... that might be why. <laughs> that might be why they didn't go full on at that. Probably because yeah, it is like, yeah. Mm, yeah, they never actually do. They never. It's pretty easy to be a white supremacist if you never meet anyone of color ever. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and it's also kind of hard to like make them menacing if they don't have any targets for their, you know, terrorism or whatever. Well, th- that's it exactly. And there is no, and we're gonna place a bomb into the whatever, you know. Like, so that's yeah, the thing yeah, we're yeah, missing yeah. is you're going like, okay, what they're doing is clearly bad, but I'm not sure of the imminent threat of these guys. Yes, yeah, there is no ticking clock until his partner dies. He's like, well, I have to go do this now. But then it's, it's just out like of you said, twenty minutes. Left it's just out of vengeance. It's still not like yes. if I don't stop them, then. 
the, there's a huge missed opportunity because when we get to Cliff Robertson, he's having like lunch with all these muckety muck politician guys, mm-hmm. and they're going, "When are you going to run for Senate?" I'm like, "That should be the plot, shouldn't it be that he is?" And then the countdown is to the election. Ooh, yeah, that'd be something. Wouldn't that'd that have be been something? And then it's like this whole yeah. thing where it's like, once I get into office, then that gives us a foothold in the government, and that's mm-hmm. something. I mean, that's very, like, Manchurian Candidate kind of stuff, but, mm-hmm. dude, this movie's not trying to be original, so just go at it, man. Instead, it's just... Yeah. They're so vague. They're just so vague. It's... Yeah, <laughs> about... and that vagueness lends to the sleepiness of the film, and... completely cuts out any tension and it also doesn't give uh, once again another great actor like cliff robertson a lane really to play he's doing the best Uh, he can with the vagaries but it does seem like he must have had to come up with something that motivates this guy because oh yeah he's doing these speeches and you are going like well shit you're a good enough actor cliff Robertson. by the way yeah this is for those who don't cliff robertson people would know as uncle ben from the sam raimi spider-man movies is probably mm-hmm. uh, what he would be best known for today, but uh, a, a legendary actor of the like mm-hmm. 60s and 70s. Um, yeah. He would have even been more interesting as Malone. Um, yeah. Because he's, you know, uh, uh, and um, he's also the president of Escape from L.A., which is a movie I'm I'm a big defender of. So, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. So I, yeah, I just, uh, that was something I just kept going. It's like, yeah, what are these guys? And then he's, but then the other thing is, then he's got these real dumb, dumb henchmen. So stupid. They're like literally, they can be talked into anything uh, or talked out of anything. And it is sort of this, like, for this, like, this guy who's got this real slick kind of military setup and stuff, then he's got these real, like, yokel kind of like, oh, yeah, balls, we're going to get them. You're like, mm-hmm. what? Also, very Oregonian kind of guys too. I mean, it is like every it it it, it does look like the Pacific Northwest, but everybody's acting like it's backwoods Kentucky. Yes, yes uh, which is, is a little you know like whatever. Uh, yeah, uh, and so they do talk about all the and we see them. They even walk through and like every business is closed in the town. Uh, and this is all fine as setup. I'm going like, okay, sure, yeah, bad guys mm-hmm. buying up town. But at this point, I'm mm-hmm. still thinking this is like evil, corrupt businessman we're dealing with. I'm not. Which yes. even that that's that's the other route they could have gone is way simplified. The threat is just to the people of this town, and you don't yes. have to make <laughs> like it doesn't have to be. You think about when I most like Jack Reacher novels and stuff are just like guy is you know, has taken over town and is hurting people and he has to be stopped. Mm-hmm. It's rare that it's like, yeah. and then he'll take over the country. Right. Yes. What it, why, why did it need like national sort of stakes? You know, well, it's, it's, it's a, it's an interesting lesson in screenwriting. Cause sometimes that actually makes me feel less stakes. I would, the stakes yes. would be more uh, intense if it was just, Oh, I, we established the people as town and we like them. And here's a guy mm-hmm. who's hassling them. Yes, and it would just yes. be like be a shame if something happened to your store, kind of thing. Yeah, you know? exactly. Uh, yeah. And I steal them because they all got that kind of accent. Uh, <laughs> anyway, now we got Cynthia Gibb poking around Burt Reynolds' room, and she finds a bunch of cash in his jacket, mm-hmm. and then a big old fucking hand cannon. What kind of gun is this? John? I can tell you what kind of gun this is. Elizabeth. All right, this is a forty-four Magnum, but this is the automatic. 
44 magnum oh the 44 Jesus. auto mag um so Good this gun Lord. is is ridiculous uh yes. uh yes it's the auto mag uh amc 44 amp auto uh mm-hmm. and that is a ridiculous gun and bert said he put he specifically requested that gun because he wanted one that was a little bit better than clint's <laughs> but i i feel like it's less iconic than clint's mm-hmm. you know what i mean like the limitations of it being a revolver that's why well, it's that's why his gun is cool exactly wouldn't have that gun and this gun also it it doesn't look it doesn't look as cool as the 44 magnum like it's a weird it's a weird real gun no that's it exactly the 44 auto mag looks kind of like a sci-fi gun like it's a little too futuristically Uh uh designed and so i i did go like oh i've seen that and there's actually a thing in sudden impact if you remember clint does use this briefly I do, I do not and remember. And then, like, I, rejects it. I wonder if that's just, like, back and forth with these guys. There is a scene where he, he tries the auto mag, and he's like, eh. <laughs> fuck you, Bert. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the idea of him going, like, yeah, I want a, I want the gun that's even more powerful than Clint's, because uh, Clint can suck it. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, he thinks he's so fucking talented getting offered this role before me. Yeah. Well, appa- uh, yeah, apparently it was the case that Bert really saw Clint as his rival. And if that's the case, Clint won, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, even even uh, with Bert's r- career revival in the 90s, it does not compare to... Like, Clint went on to be an Oscar... <laughs> yeah, Clint... Winning or nominated director? Winning. Yeah, multiple winning. multiple Oscars for, Mul- for directing. Because yeah, yeah. he also... I think he, he won for Unforgiven, and I think he also won for, for Million Dollar Baby. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's like, well, yeah, Clint, it is sort of like, yeah, Bird, I've made the transition to prestige films. Like, Clint, <laughs> if you think of it, Clint has an amazing career because not many people go from action icon to beloved American filmmaker. That's a yeah. hard, you yeah. know, or it is. But yeah, it is sort of like, yeah. And, and Bert directed a couple movies that are okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like Shark. He saw what Clint was doing and he's just like, yeah, he, I can do that. He did. I mean, it is interesting. If you look at their careers, I can see that he was trying to run against Clint because they started about the oh, same so time. Bad. They had their, so their high bad. points at the same time. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, he did not direct and star in a production of Death of a Salesman. Oh, he no. did. He did. That has to be horrible. I I realize that it's probably not recorded, but if it was, I I would give anything to see Bert that. Bert starred would. in and directed a production of Death of a Salesman. I, yeah, I, it's me, Willie Loman. <laughs> how you doing? Yeah, I'm a. How you doing? I'm a salesman. What not? Yeah. Uh, yeah, really yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the movies he did. He did like, I mean, Sharky's Machine is good, but I'll even say. Sharky's Machine is like a Dirty Harry knockoff. <laughs> like, it's yeah. just going like, <laughs> Bert. Um, yeah. Bert. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your own identity. Don't just be the <laughs> counterpoint to anything Clint Eastwood uh, does. But there is something funny about that. And when I saw the gun, I went, oh, that's the automatic forty-four Magnum. Interesting choice. Also, yeah. for a ca- here's the thing. For mm-hmm. this character, and, I, you know, I, we've talked about I'm a gun guy in the aesthetics of this, but I, one of the things I do think about writing like action things, I do think about what in a character, what gun would this character carry? Like that's, mm-hmm. and a guy who is a trained 
tactical agent. Yes. They don't carry massive hand cannons. No. <laughs> this guy would, Why I mean, would like, they? there's a reason that Bond carries a Walther. It's concealable. Mm -hmm. It has power, but it's efficient and small. This guy mm -hmm. should be, I mean, realistically, he might have, like, either a forty-five or, like, a thirty-eight revolver on him or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And instead, it's just Bert going, like, I need my big swinging dick out there. <laughs> Well, as soon as as soon as he comes in, and he's Richard Malone. I just kept thinking, he goes, goes "Call me Big Dick Malone." <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised he never said that. Yeah, it's me, uh, Big Dick Malone. Somebody goes, "Okay, Dick, nah, nah, nah. Big Dick, Big Dick." <laughs> Say the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Did you see? Uh, you want to see my gun? Uh, <laughs> yeah, get on Clint. Yeah, it's, uh, see, it's uh, you see those movies with Clint. This one's bigger. <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh, I think th I think that's a key difference is Bert was trying to be a badass and Clint just was kind of effortlessly a badass too. Yeah, like it just sort of like yeah he yeah. Uh, so they uh, but yeah this is uh, when they're working at the mechanic shop. Oh, this made me laugh. They're working at the mechanic shop and this guy comes over and he goes, "Oh, is my tractor done? They've been trying to get me out of my farm. They're trying to buy me out of my farm." And then when he gets on his bicycle and this car comes out of nowhere and kills this guy. Oh, <laughs> one thing we love on the action shelf is a dummy. And when this dummy hit the windshield of this car, oh. I laughed so hard. It dude, this great. might be kill of the movie right here. It's I pretty think, fucking yeah, funny. Yeah, it's up there for sure. It's yeah. pretty funny when this guy just. And like we cut to a Cynthia Gibb horrified scream. It's pretty great. <laughs> Because it, it's just a scene where it's like, yeah, anyway, I got to go. And he's dead. And you're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, and then it cuts to there wasn't any autopsy or anything. He's just going straight into a hearse. <laughs> yep, right. Sending him right to the cemetery. By the way. Yeah, right into a hearse that has wood paneling on the side. So The the the, the Brady Bunch loaned them the family car to transport <laughs> the <guys>. Exactly. <laughs> and there is... Uh, the. The bad guys are like, oh, well, I don't know. We were just driving. He came out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Bert's like, that is what they talk like. They're like, Dah. they really do. And they're all like big, fat dummies. And oh, yeah. I had to look because I thought this, this, uh, this really rotund henchman was that was also the fat henchman from Roadhouse, but he's not. But he looks he's exactly the same as that guy. Um, he does. He's that type of actor or that type of character. And also, is the kind of guy when he scores off with Bird, I'm like, I get you're like a big guy, but I can't imagine you have any actual fighting skill. And he doesn't. Bert destroys no. him, which is pretty great later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it is immediately we're at that guy's funeral in a cemetery that's just a dirt patch, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. That's pretty sad. Yeah, it's about the uh, dirt patch the size of my small one-bedroom <laughs> apartment. Uh, it's like, well, we've buried five bodies, and we're at max capacity here. Uh, all right, well, yeah. I don't know what we're supposed to do. I guess we'll bury people on top of other people. I don't I don't really know what else to do. But then it cuts to Los Angeles, and I went, whoa. <laughs> yes, that was jarring. It's just this one scene. It's, it's all of a sudden It's in just Los this Angeles. one scene, and the only black guy in the movie, now that I think about it, is this guy who's going to get assassinated here. And yes. he's running, it's not the NAACP, but the organization has some name like that, right? Yes. It's yes. some kind of association for advancement of 
something, you know. And it's yeah. just the most obvious assassin guy. And this is one of those scenes where as soon as this guy gets out of his car, the music is going, bum, bam, bum, bam, boom, bam, 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 bam. And the guy is just walking upstairs in this Up the building. Staircase, and I'm yeah. going, I yeah. don't even know. I don't know why we're in L.A. I don't know who this guy is, but the movie is trying to tell me this is exciting. Yeah, it's not. Uh, and he just goes, oh, we have uh, a big check we want to give you. And the guy's like, oh, really? Uh <laughs> And he's like, yep, it's right here in this briefcase, but it's a gun, and I shot him. Why? Why? Why Why is no this idea. scene in the movie? I have no like, idea. Why do they need to set up this character? Because he's not, like, that much of a obstacle for Bert when, once they actually square off. No, this so guy is just really sort know. of like one of Cliff Robertson's guys throughout the rest exactly. of the movie. But he's give Yeah, he is... I thought this was going to be a character maybe where they'd establish him, and then it's like once Bert causes trouble, they're like, we got to call in Granger or whatever, you know. Or maybe there's a history between him and Bert. Well, there's something. something. This guy yeah. this guy is also a CIA. Because they do set up that the CIA sends Lauren Hutton to kill him later, but she just immediately mm -hmm. doesn't, and you also know she's yes. not going to. It would have been more yeah. interesting if they had sent a guy who was like, we, were, we trained together, but now I got to kill you, Malone, or something like that. Mm-hmm. That would have yeah. been something, or in this case, because Bird's old enough, he could have been his protege even, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. that could have been something. Be, uh, no, at every turn, once again, this movie's not. Be interesting. This movie's not horrible. It's just not doing. Yeah. Anything interesting? It's just sort of going like, nah. You know what? We'll just yeah. instead we'll just keep going like this. Um, yeah. And yeah, I did just think, uh, okay, uh, and yeah, I do. Uh, when we meet Cliff Robertson, he's giving this sort of vague bad guy speech in front of an American flag. And the classic, by God, if you have a militia or something in a movie, someone will mention the the Thomas Jefferson line about the, the you know, occasionally the this country needs to be, was it cleansed by the blood of patriots? Yes, I've heard we this, are all patriots here. I've heard that quote in a billion action movies. Of yeah. some kind of super patriotic villain has said that mm -hmm. in some sort of yeah. misguided way because you're like, oh yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> but I just I'm like I'm going like okay, and they, I do also love they have this whole high tech computer lab and stuff like that. I didn't understand their weird like tech base because there's also never a time where it, all the monitors have like people working no. in there. It's always empty and dark. <laughs> I'm like. Okay, what, are, what is this? Speaks what, to budget. Where are we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's just it, it is the sort of thing where it's like, well, we want the bad guy to have a lair. Okay, well, yeah. we'll just put a bunch of tech shit in there. Yeah, you're like, but it's not. No. It's not very interesting to look at. It does just look like a basement room with a bunch of computer monitors. And literally it. at the end of the movie, when they have their big confrontation there, him and Bert, it is just all in shadow. <laughs> Yes, and like Bert was constantly leaning in and out of shadows in a way that's trying to be intimidating. I'm yeah, like, I'm going like okay. I understand, but it's just sort of like hey, a little uh, too little, too late movie to try to get artsy all of a sudden. Are you kidding mm -hmm. me? Yeah, Bert's in yeah. the shadows, and they've got Cliff Robertson with just the the strip of light over his eyes that they've done. And you're like, mm -hmm. man, this as is... he's monologuing. Yeah, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Um, so. Uh, that's that's layer, but yeah, I just didn't understand what any of this was. Anyway, uh, this this is another stupid thing on the so the 
the henchmen are just, you know, joy riding around in the back of this pickup truck. This here pickup truck. Uh, and they spot uh, Cynthia Gibb and Burt Reynolds on this bridge. They're like, hold up. Let's hassle them. Yeah. I, and this is the bridge that they ha- yeah. have every other scene in. Well, this bridge um, is one of the main characters of the movie. Exactly. Exactly. It's like New York in any... Uh... <laughs> It's like that bridge was another character in the movie. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and they're they're gross to the girl and saying stuff and and then yeah, this 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 big guy's like, "You want to go?" I do like you disrespected me. I do like he takes one god awful punch at Bert, a horrible aimless swing. Bert traps uh-huh. his arm and then I do love repeatedly kicks him in the balls yes which is great i appreciate that in movies because it is like i know that scene people talk about well that's not manly it's like dude that'll end a fight pretty fucking quick yeah it's not about like (laughs) it being a good sport it's about how do i incapacitate this person as quickly as possible and i will actually say deal with the way bert dispatches this guy is done in a way that somebody trained to fight would do he hits him in the balls a couple times and then he bursts his eardrums yes and just drops him and i went okay that's pretty good movie actually i'll give him that yeah uh now i mean I don't the editing around this because it's very clearly a stunt man. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot of Bert like reeling choppy. back to do stuff, and then Bert Malone's hands hitting the guy. Yeah, I will yes. say, much like everything in the movie, clearly Bert's laziness is a problem. Yes. Yeah, yes. just uh, I don't want to learn that choreography, so whatever. <laughs> Can you imagine John Wick, but. Keanu Reeves didn't learn any choreography. I actually was thinking this watching and just going, this just wouldn't fly today. Like, people oh. expect so much more out of action heroes now in a world where we have Keanu and Tom Cruise and mm-hmm. even the Marvel guys who wear masks so much are still doing most of that stuff. I mean, Tom Holland yeah. talks about, like, I wanted to be as much me in the Spider Man suit as it can. You know, it's like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is sort of a thing of uh, now we really expect that, but back then you could just do this shit. It didn't. Yep, it's insane to me that you just be like, yeah. Now it'd be like, all right, well then you're not going to be in the movie. We'll get somebody who will right. do. Just... And none of this is complex martial arts either. Nope. No. <laughs> we could have picked this up, but of course, then Bert yeah. does spin around and go. Anyone else? No. And of course, they they back off. I do love later. When they're talking about, they're super pissed, and he goes, they say he can't have kids! <laughs> so, Bert exploded this man's testicles with his kicks. Apparently. Yeah. Oh, they're yeah. gone. He He's po- like, well, he might have been a good them. thing. Yeah. Oh, I, do, I did write that down. He goes, he can't have children. He goes, might be a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> Which I will say is one of the moments where I'm like, okay, yeah, more of that. That's the kind of stuff we want Bert to say. Yeah. Hey, uh... Yeah, he was a uh, yeah, sweet dreams asshole. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> he does. Have, I wanted more of that energy. Raven is still the as terrible as that movie is. It's still the best use of Bird I think we've seen. Yes, because it yeah, is just like oh yeah, he just he just gets to be shitty to everyone. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, sweet dreams asshole. Uh, yeah, so they're all upset, and then they his brother, this guy's brother, is getting drunk. This scene is insane, man. This scene makes no fucking sense it's so it's almost 
it's almost dream logic because the decisions people make are so strange. Uh, well, especially <laughs> this guy. Yeah. Uh, just being talked into taking a gun to the, <clears throat> excuse me, the barber shop very easily. Yeah. Uh, and this guy like, he, he this, talked into walking into traffic. This I drunk, like. vengeful brother is an actor named Tracy Walter, who mm-hmm. I know because he is the Joker's main henchman in 1989's Batman. He is the oh. legendary Bob the Goon. Oh, a a, a character who is legendary because <laughs> due to, I don't know exactly what the deal with this was, his action figure was the first available in 89. And so oh. a tired generation of kids were disappointed when only Bob the Goon was available in stores after that movie <laughs> came out. So Bob the Goon became quite legendary for that. But yeah, he is... He he doesn't have like a lot, but he's always next to Nicholson in that movie. Yeah, he's like yeah, yeah the you know the so you get, so that's what I immediately I'm like oh my god that's Bob the Goon two years before mm-hmm. Batman and a yeah. million other he's one of those guys who's in a billion movies in mm-hmm. this size of part and, mm-hmm. and and once again nothing against him here it's just an insane scene but they're like uh, he's getting drunk and they're like hey. How about this, buddy? You know the guy who did that to your brothers across the street. Why don't you take this gun and go get him? Yeah, and we're going to be watching from 15 feet away. I do I do love the way they're kind of just like uh, off several steps behind him but following him but just going like – and then mm-hmm. he'll look back. There's like, no, no, go ahead. Get, get, him, get, him, get him in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he do- goes in because Bert and Scott Wilson are getting haircuts at the barber shop. It's Floyd the Barber mm-hmm. from Andy Griffith, everybody. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, gee, you guys got to wait your turn. Um, He's getting a different uh, hairpiece installed. Yeah, <laughs> hey, there. Uh, fit me for a new wig. Uh, I do like one of the IMDb trivia points in this movie is uh, Burt Reynolds wears a very obvious hairpiece in this. I'm like, oh, you know shit. <laughs> oh, you think so? Is that trivia? I don't know if that's trivia. If it's just <laughs> it's super just, obvious just to fact. anybody who watches oh, I just movie. noticed that from the poster. Um, but uh, and I will say, I thought his hairpiece in Rent-A-Cop was bad, but this is even worse. This is one of this is a terrible. This one. might yeah, be the worst is... hairpiece I've ever seen on film. Where I'm going, like, yeah. I can't believe somebody didn't go. Hold up, you've got it. We've got to change this. This looks There's, awful. You can see two different hair textures right next to each yeah. other. That's it is another one thing. of these things, though, too, where it's like he would look better if he just was bald in this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, it's it's. I think now that's a thing where we see less of that now. We see mm-hmm. actors who, well, I mean, we'll talk. I mean, Bruce Willis will be a, uh, an action hero who goes bald and just owns it, mm-hmm. you know. But I mean, today's world's Vin Diesel and Jason Statham and stuff like that. I feel like the bald action hero like is a thing. Yeah. Uh, yes, and and if anything, yeah, the the shaved head, Michael Chiklis and stuff like that. The mm-hmm. shaved head has become like, oh, that guy's a badass. Yeah, yeah. It was. I don't know when that started to be a thing, but maybe like late 90s maybe late or... 90s i will say this 1987 is the same year star trek the next generation premieres though huh? and i think patrick stewart was kind of at the forefront of that yeah that's true that's uh, true. i do think he i mean i remember as a kid he was the first bald badass i was a fan of like mm-hmm. i was like oh yeah, yeah, yeah don't definitely. fuck with captain picard um but you're talking about one of my lifetime heroes was jean-luc picard yeah. so uh Yes. Um, and they did. They did run a test on a hairpiece for him. The studio was worried that people wouldn't watch the show. 
And apparently they said it looked so bad that they went, you know what? No, 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 forget it. <laughs> just, just let him be bald, yeah. man. He lo- actually, you know what? He looked better the other way. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, and, and and you get the, this is really where I went, okay, this is a Dirty Harry scene when he's got the newspaper and the gun supposedly yeah. under it. Yes, yes. We also and- do, we do get a joke where the guy goes like, yeah, nothing but his pecker under there and probably a small one. <laughs> Wow, did, did you just play a clip from the movie, John? <laughs> Sorry, yeah, that was me. I queued that up, yeah. I mean, that oh, okay, is... Yeah. But honestly, if, if, and don't watch this movie, anybody, but um, yeah. don't waste... It's not even worth 90 minutes of your time. That mm-hmm. is the level of performance we get from these henchmen in this thing. It yes. really is that yes. bad. <laughs> and he's so easily talked out of it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, uh, Birch is like, yeah, I definitely have a gun under this newspaper. Totally got a gun under uh, here, huh? Yeah, yeah. Huh? Uh, but there's there's not there's no. no tension here. You're not like, ooh, does he have a gun? Doesn't he? Yeah. You're just like he very clearly doesn't have a gun. Now see the difference in the dirty hair movies, he would have the gun. He, he exactly And he would shoot yes. out through the paper and kill the guy. That would be a dirty hairy thing. Because the guy would that, go not only a dirty hairy thing, that's a man with no name. That is a man exactly and that's, that's a I poncho mean, is for it. it absolutely you know, covers up him reaching for his gun but this is this is definitively the scene where i went like "Ooh, now seeing him try to do a clint type scene you really see why he isn't good at this Mm because it's just not yeah and his his like like the way he's like reclining in this chair looks really uncomfortable as well yeah like it's very it's almost like he's in a uh uh lazy boy reclining chair you know what i mean the whole movie is nothing but bert lounging yes (laughs) he's just laugh and he's got some fake as fuck paper here too that i can't remember what it is but it's some made up i mean we're being native oregonians it is like the portland sentinel or something like that where you're like that is not a paper that's ever existed in this town oh apparently um Christopher Lambert was also offered this part from Highlander. Oh, interesting. He would have been, I, I mean, it would have been a bizarre thing that it's a French guy playing Malone, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeez, that's right, Malone. Might have been... He's got, he's got, he can do this better than Bert could. He's yeah, got more of a steely yes. presence to him. Exactly, yeah. And of course, we love him from Mortal Kombat as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> very strange casting. Very uh, strange Rick. casting. Um, but. I will say one of the highlights of that movie because that he is in. Yeah, <laughs> Bear yeah, is going true. for it in that movie. Uh, yeah. yeah, so he does. It is just his finger, and then they're like, "Oh, he fooled you!" And then the guy turns around and fires all the bullets in his gun into the now empty chair where Bert was. Yeah, I wasn't sh- sure who he was because, like, is he shooting at the dad and the barber? Like, who who are you shooting at? Why are you just running while shooting? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Uh, but now Bert's behind him with his 44 auto mag and puts yeah. this guy. I will say this movie, solid squib work. There's some, there's some, because this guy's chest explodes when he gets hit with this 44. Like literally it's as if he got shot with a shotgun. Yeah. Like his entire Which, back blows e- out. Even as powerful as the 44 is, I don't think it would have actually, I just, just the not bullet done. Is still not it. He does. He gets. They clearly squibbed him up with the shotgun squib, um, yes. which they will yes. use later for a shotgun death that is pretty sick. Um, yes, which I did like. But yeah, I mean, 
Uh, yeah. So it is like, all right, Bert shot him. But once again, you are just going like, it doesn't have the feel of when Clint drops somebody in a Dirty Harry. Yeah. You're not going like, oh, yeah. Because the scene, this is one of these things where I'm going like, I don't know, this just isn't constructed super well. Mm-hmm. Like this, That's the whole movie. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, I mean, yeah, I get that that was supposed to be cool and whatever, but yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, so he he shoots that guy and great that guy. yeah, Lovely. uh uh and, and he then gets arrested he gets arrested and to show that Cliff Robertson's got pull in this town he's the one who goes in the interrogation room and you get this weird thing that the movie sets up and then drops where he goes I know you're some kind of CIA spook so you're probably here to murder me and yeah. he's like I don't even know who you are pal. Uh, I guess you're important or something. <laughs> I, I don't remember the specific line, but, but it yeah, is, yeah, it is. It is something like you must be the uh, big cheese around here, or something like that, you know, kind of thing. He's got some variation on that, but it is just yeah, kind of like seem, this seems weird because it there's like you think about each character in a scene has like something they want yeah. out of out of the other character, and it's not clear what the villain here wants necessarily because he's like you're here to kill me hey do you want to join me and Bert doesn't give any like definitive answer at all he's like okay well great talk and then he leaves yeah he um, tur- no it's 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 one of those scenes where it's like that's a waste of everyone's time uh, yeah yeah because it, it's it, no you do yeah, get yeah. what would have been more interesting is if they had gone harder down well if you're not here to kill me then you should join me and, and really go down like he takes him to the compound and stuff like that because mm-hmm. that would have at yes. least given some kind of tension to just a man with your skills I could use in my organization or something like that yeah just mentioning it offhandedly and then a- completely abandoning that like <laughs> tactic for yeah. whatever reason <laughs> I will say uh, when Cliff Robertson find- gets the dossier about Burt Reynolds here because he looks him up on the computer did you uh-huh. notice the uh, alias names on him? I have no, them here. I did not. These are oh, these God. are Richard Malone's aliases. Frank, Great. in I will say, and I will read these in order of preposterousness. Um, <laughs> Frank Haggerty. Okay, sure, whatever. Joseph De Thomas. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Alan Cochleon. Uh, okay. uh, Nicholas Kosizuko. Uh, and then John Ramirez. I love the idea of Burt Reynolds going, okay. how you doing? John Ramirez. Hola, senor. Buenos dias. Yeah. <laughs> the idea that in any world, Burt Reynolds would be believable as a man named Ramirez. Nope. <laughs> yeah, Most just, certainly that, that one really got me. Uh, he's just like, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> buenos dias and whatnot. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that was down when he was, fighting the drug wars or whatever in Colombia, you know uh i don't know yeah because you do get the list of all the missions he completed except for the last one was incomplete because he didn't Mm. shoot that guy whoever he was once again could they have tied that what if that guy had been cliff robertson he didn't kill him so he then blames himself for everything that happens now that could have been something interesting that's a thing i mean that's they never find a way until the end where they have to sort of but they have to construct it to make it yes. personal for him. Yes. There yes. is no But they 
that could have been built into the plot of the movie That's, already. Yeah, you just know. Yeah, there's just you just keep going like, and even even the character of Malone is like, nah, I don't know what I should do if I should really get involved here. There is just yeah. no feeling of like, uh, like once again, I hate it, but it is because it's so it's so fresh in my mind too. And you can watch the the show. I highly recommend the the Reacher TV show. But the very mm-hmm. first Reacher story, his brother gets murdered in a town. And he's mm-hmm. going to look into what's happening. And that and you're like, great. That is the motivating factor of literally mm-hmm. everything he does in that mm-hmm. first novel and first season of the show. Is every moment you're like, why would he get involved in what's going on in this town? Because somebody killed mm-hmm. his brother and he wants answers. Yeah, now that exactly. Reacher takes on more of a detective role in a lot of stuff too. Mm-hmm. Because also that would be a great thing too. You never get Bert like poking around trying to expose this organization. Nope. In fact, nope. at the end of the movie, when he blows up their compound, I went, didn't he just destroy all the evidence of all the evil deeds they've been up to? Sure did. <laughs> Thereby, it, 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 I mean, at this point, I'm just going like, Malone is terrible. This is another action movie where I'm like, this guy's terrible. What about all the evidence yeah. of these other towns they have and stuff like that? The government should be looking into that. Yeah, this is only a small cell of this larger organization. Yeah, like, Malone, you—he's just so. He's like, I did it. You yeah. got to turn that shit over to the FBI, man. Like, somebody's got to yeah. look into this. No, Malone's just like eh, personal vendetta. <laughs> I'm not gonna turn it into the FBI. I, I'm a CIA man myself. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? Uh, sadly, yeah. that's a little too realistic there. Uh, I know. <laughs> that's a little bit of a problem uh, yeah. there. Uh, because yeah, they, uh, so yeah, they, they get the information and him looking into the information leads the CIA to go, Oh my God, big Dick Malone's alive. Uh, <laughs> stop calling him that. He insisted. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> he had his name legally changed, but they get, they, they send Lauren Hutton, uh, who's uh-huh. totally wasted and, and eventually literally wasted in this movie. Yes. When they killed yes. her, I'm like, dude, I am not one to throw around fridging very much, but that lady got fridged hard. Full on. Yes. <laughs> yes. You're only in this movie to be murdered. And I <laughs> like the only reason you're here. Once again, you're going like, but Lauren Hutton's a good actor. It, this movie has yes. good actors. They just don't do anything with them. Um, no, because no, she's coming the script off. script is of- boring. She's coming off of having done American Gigolo with Richard Gere, um, mm. which is a way better movie. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that's like a real movie. Well, this is a real movie, but then there's... And, oh, oh, I see. She had done... She had also done a rom-com with Bert a couple years before this called Paternity. Uh, gotcha. Uh, so I guess maybe that helped in this. And she had just done, oh, future episode Lassiter with Tom Selleck. Okay, the other mustachioed man. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have yet to get into Selleck, but next year on the show, I promise people, there will be at least one Selleck movie next year. Yes, there's got to uh, be. Because we do, we do love Selleck as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that's the movie where he is an international jewel thief, Lassiter. Um, we're <laughs> going to do the one where he fights robots on this show, of course, obviously. But uh, Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> that sounds more like uh, A robot army commanded by Kisses Gene Simmons? I think we have to do that movie. Oof. That's coming, Ooh. folks. There's a preview of an Yeesh. episode next year. <laughs> it is terrible. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, so they give her this secret untraceable poison that she's supposed to use to kill him. Uh, and, uh, and, and But the second they give it to her, I'm like, obviously she's not going to try to kill him. 
is she trying to kill him though? Because she keeps giving him beverages. It's well, it, let's be honest. It's the same cup over yeah. and over again. He's like, here, thanks, have doll. Some. Uh, I and he's don't. Like, nah, I'm good. No, because she shows him the poison later and says they wanted me to use this, but instead she's gonna bang him because uh, he's yeah, Burt Reynolds yeah. and every woman wants him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There are several Burt Reynolds comedies of the late 70s and early 80s about how this guy just has too much sex. What a shame. <laughs> can't uh, can't please all the ladies, huh? Uh, I can certainly try. Can I do my best? Yeah, I just go like, those are not some of my favorites where it's just like, we get it. You're like the man. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so they sent her out to kill Burt Reynolds, which seems kind of dumb that you would send... I mean, I guess they're trying to lure him in, but, but it does sort of seem like who might be emotionally compromised, maybe send somebody else. Like I said, the mm-hmm. more interesting thing would have been kind of what we said earlier, where if she found out they had sent a guy and then she goes to save him, yes, that would also have given yes. her some more motivation because as a character, I don't understand her at all. And it won't matter because she'll just be unceremoniously murdered. Yep. In a terrible way, too. They really horrifyingly kill her. Yes, yes, it is a horrifying death. Suffocation mm-hmm. is is brutal. And then we uh, haven't we haven't been talking about, it, but just through this whole movie, there are these weird, flirty scenes with him and teenage Cynthia Gibb. Mm-hmm. Yes, and they're all just awkward and terrible. They're, they're not good. And it, it again, it'd be one thing if he was like, if she was attracted to him, and he was just like, please no, like yeah. I, this is no. This is not happening. No, but you know he, I mean? he's almost like, there's the scene where she comes to him in the bed and he's like seductively lying. She's like, hi there. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. No, he's almost like, Haha, your daughter wants to screw me. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> pretty sweet. Yeah, he goes, oh, I'm not going to do anything about it. I'm not a creep, but uh, I'm enjoying it. You know, like he. And yeah, just, sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm enjoying the intent, the attention, you know. Yeah. Uh, where it's, once again, you talk about like in Lethal Weapon. He finds it funny, but not enough. Like Mel Gibson is like, you know, your daughter's got the hots for me. Like, I, but he's not like egging her on in any way. He's just like, oh, no. and they're just like, oh, that's of course. It's it's almost cute in that they're like, oh, she's fourteen yes. and she's into this guy, you know. Yes. And there's yes. no, and there's no, and of course he's not going to do anything about that. No, no, it's never even it's never even in question. Like it's never even like, will he? Won't he? You know. No. Whereas no. this movie, I'm like. This movie might go either no, way. No, through the and whole I'm movie, I was waiting for where they get into the bed, and I was like, "Oh, please, God, I do please not want to see Burt Reynolds yeah. railing a teenager." <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, they. Uh, oh, so the police come and search Burt Reynolds' room at the place and go, "Do you have any more guns?" And he goes, "No, nah, no, nah, that was my only gun." But then we'll find out he hid a shotgun in the like mechanism of his car yeah under the car yeah which makes me think how did they not find it while (laughs) fixing the car like they've they've been working under that car for theoretically a couple of days yeah and nobody's noticed a shotgun lodged up in there i just love that (laughs) and i love the scene he doesn't do anything with the shotgun immediately it's like the police go okay well i guess you don't have any more guns uh, and then he goes down to the garage and gets that. And, he's, and there's almost a shot of Bert that's like, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I got one. That's yep. right. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, this is a big Second Amendment movie. Uh, no. mm, yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't fetishize guns as much as some of the stuff we've watched, but it is just kind of like, and uh, you're not going to keep me away from my gun, pal. But also, why are they searching for other guns? I mean, does, does did Bert have that Magnum illegal? I also like that they really set up the Magnum. He uses it once, and then we never see it again. It, it gets yep. lost. I'm just going like, well, they kind of set up that he has a signature weapon, and then they don't do anything else with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the yeah, exactly. the poster for this movie is him holding that gun. Yes. And it does yes. seem like, okay, that's going to be the thing in this movie. Nope. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, he uses the I, shotgun, and then he's just got a Beretta at the end. Yeah, because he's not – he hasn't been charged with anything because obviously the guy rushed at him firing a weapon. That, so. I mean, that was a justified shoot. He was he did shoot yeah. him himself. He even – he shoots at the chair, and Bert even pulls the gun on him and goes, drop it, and the guy doesn't, and he shoots him. So he still even yes. gives him further warning. So I don't know why – yeah, I don't know why they'd have to search his – and, like, take any weapons from him if yeah. he – legally speaking didn't do anything but Bert was ready for the situation so he stashed a gun apparently I guess uh so the uh, the, the, yeah um he hit the shotgun uh oh and then we get okay here comes mysterious hitman to kill Bert Reynolds yes and he brings his car in and this is such a weird scene Mm -hmm. because he's talking to Cynthia Gibb and then he's crushing her hand into the handle of like a gas pump nozzle yeah and but it doesn't really look like he's doing it so it it's it feels very weird with her trying her best to pretend like her hand is being throughout this whole movie countless times watching i said oh poor cynthia gibb god yeah she has the worst things to do in this movie uh, yeah. And she also, I don't know how she ended up in this because at this time she was an up and comer in like teen movies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had mm-hmm. had she just done, or she's about to do. Uh, she had just done the year before Young Blood, which is a pretty good hockey movie with Rob Lowe and mm-hmm. Patrick Swayze. And you're like, yeah, that's a better thing. She's the love interest for Rob Lowe in a movie before this. So think about that. Mm-hmm. She just had to be hot and heavy with Rob Lowe, and now her next co-star is Burt Reynolds. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then, uh, oh, oh God, she'd also just worked with James Woods and Salvador, though. Uh, Oh, no. (laughs) Who knows what he said or did on that set. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Don't worry, though. Her next movie is her and James Spader, so she's back on track. Um, Okay. So, yeah, once again, (laughs) this is a total blip on her career that, you know, it was sort of like, yeah, I don't think anybody, people are like, oh, she was in that? Um, But, yeah, this scene, and he's like, I also love... Okay, I know you're a professional assassin, but he's going like, which room is he in? Which side of the house? Which window? Which thing? It's just like, Jesus Christ, man. Also, she saw him a couple minutes ago. Did he get up and go to the bathroom? Like, I don't know. Could be, yeah. This guy's approach is really dumb. Yes, it is. But we do hey, get I'm to... I'm an assassin. We Just letting you know. Yeah, we do get to, and I was so glad when he pulled it out, Uzis, man. It's an 80s Uzis. action movie and they've got Uzis. I was like, yes. Why does why does an assassin have an Uzi? No, it's like just, I was I was telling Maggie this, like that makes no sense. It's an at incredibly all. dumb weapon. Yes. It's a <laughs> Once again, weapon. it's like the Automag too. These guys are professional assassins carrying really like dumb guy, like macho guy weapons, you know, where you're like yes. you know, but you don't you don't hear a lot about professional assassins using 
automatic like machine pistols or they're hand not cannon. reliable they're not reliable you know, they're not accurate and and it's not accurate when they shoot bert when they will shoot bert they just catch him on the side because the guy is spraying wildly at him yes yes um exactly. but she screams out malone when they approach him and he blows this guy this is pretty good i did like this mm. this guy you get the the shotgun uh uh, squib and this guy bursts through the railing of the stairs. You gotta mm-hmm. like that. Yes. You gotta love it. It's great. Uh, it's great. And I am going great. like, but I will say that's kind of the thing where it is like this movie's pretty sleepy. That when it does go like, oh, I need more Bert with a shotgun in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the fact that he didn't, did he use any gun in in the final confrontation? He has, yes, but it's he it's real quick. Like he shoots the one guy in the head after he's cornered him, and then he shoots Cliff Robertson. Oh, I but guess he just, he, he, yes, just, he, he does just, shoot he, Cliff Robertson. He just has it. Well, he actually is carrying what he should be carrying the whole time, which is like a Beretta. That's more yes. of a that's more of a tactical like weapon you would carry as a soldier or something like that. Yeah. Um. But that's it. Yeah. But other than that, it's a lot of. Uh, that hay bale hit that guy, and now he's dead. You know, yeah. Which is just kind of—I like, <laughs> don't know why he'd be dead, but he is. Well, I also love that the thing that well, we'll get to it. We'll talk about that when we get there. But anyway, he uh he shoots that guy, and then the other guy's spraying bullets at him with the Uzi and catches him mm. on the side. <laughs> He'll take this guy out because he's driving away, and Malone shoots the gas pump. Yes, because during the during the interrogation scene with Cynthia Gibb. She's filling up the gas tank constantly. Yeah. To the, to the point p- where it's overflowing. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, that's why are they letting her do that? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. It's just, and to, obviously, it's just to oh, set this up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. But, but this, I, this car goes up, man. Yes. Which is great. I, it I is do, great because I do love a good explosion. It's 1987. It's a real practical explosion. It looks good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it is just like, okay, cool. <laughs> I don't know, man. Sure. Um, yeah, so that guy explodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, But Bert's injured. Oh, no. They The sheriff shows up then and mm-hmm. is going to drive Bert to the hospital. But mm-hmm. the car runs off the road. So this was implying... Well, because obviously the cops were in on on yes. the bad guys. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't understand what this guy's plan was here because he was just driving really erratically. Yeah. Uh, through this like. I, I okay. I think here's my road. here's my take. Bert's injured, right? And they're talking yes. about you got to get him to the hospital fast. I think he's. And this is very stupid. I think mm-hmm. this, but I think what he's trying to do is drive on the roughest terrain to keep opening up the wound, so maybe he'll bleed out by the time they get to the hospital, and then he can be yeah. like, "Oh no, I guess he died on the way." I think that's what he's doing. Yes, but that, but he ends up doing it. That's so uncertain. Well, and also it goes very poorly because he ends up just full on losing control of the car and crashing and dying. Yes, because Bert. Well, because Bert takes the wheel. He like pulls at the wheel. That's yeah. That's what it is. Which is very. And they crash into a tree, and this guy dies because you get the great scene where they go, "Yeah, the guy driving Malone crashed his car." It's like, uh, poor guy, he died in the crash. Like, yeah, poor Malone. Oh no, Malone's still alive. It was the deputy. How? Uh, (laughs) And I do like. I did write down Cliff Robertson's one-liner to the sheriff, where he says, "I bought your badge, not your opinion." 
Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, That's yeah. pretty good. And then they're like, and then <laughs> once again, what? Okay. At this point in the movie, what has Malone done? He's shot a, the he shot some people who came to kill him. Mm-hmm. He shot the guy in the barbershop and he shot these guys. And immediately yes. Cliff Robertson is like, he's out there. He's going to bring down our whole plan. <laughs> You're like I well because he's still paranoid about like this is like special ops guy yeah like yeah he's he's like he's paranoid you they know really, I well guess. that's the thing the movie never sells me on is they're trying to sell Bert as like some kind of Jason Bourne and you're like yeah nah he's <laughs> just going like he just this whole idea about like this man is an unstoppable human weapon and you're like. He just seems like kind of a doughy middle-aged guy. I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. He's just kind of trotting along. Well, and other than that scene where we needed more scenes like the one on the bridge where you see how fucking capable he is. Yes, yes. The way he shoots anybody else is pretty much just he just, like, gets behind them and shoots them. It's not like you're not seeing a lot of skill in what he's doing. No. You know, I mean, like, what you needed was... Because the only reason that guy, that assassin, didn't kill him in his bedroom is because Cynthia Gibb yelled and he rolled out of the bed and got his shotgun. What it should have been is the guy shot into, like, oh, no, they're pillows or something like that, mm-hmm. and then he's behind mm-hmm. it. That That's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, because that would have been like, oh, because he's such a good counter agent, he's prepared mm-hmm. for the assassination attempt. No, if she didn't say anything, he would have died. <laughs> That's right. The movie never sells us on the badassery of this guy being this awesome spy. Yeah, and you're not going to do it off of uh, Bert's performance alone. So you got to show it. <laughs> yeah, it like, just, it you just... have to show, not well, tell. Well, because that was the thing about Jason Bourne. When they cast Matt Damon, people were like, well, Matt Damon's not like an action guy. Mm-hmm. But number one, he put in the fucking work and trained in the yeah. martial arts and shit. But also, yeah. the script is is good about showing it's not just the fighting skill. He's a smart operative who is out thinking yes. people and stuff like that. Yes, that's what's really important. That And that's what's totally missing from this movie. Yes. Is yes. there is... Because even when he's setting up traps later, you're like, well, that's pretty convenient. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. None of them... I also... Yeah, it's just so weird. Anyway, so... Uh, he goes to the hospital where Lauren Hutton sneaks him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, but it, and it leads to a really unnecessary car chase, though. Yeah, there's a car. Yeah, chase. that scene what really unnecessary, really? other than to prove that she's kind of badass. I or guess, something. and just it's an excuse for like there are like five power slides in it. Yes, <laughs> there's just, a lot of power slides in this movie. There are, which, which I do enjoy, except for the fact I'm like, well, oh, that's the only car stunt they're doing. Yes, yes, like, exactly. A power slide is cool, like once in a car chase. They just, it's like every, it's almost just like every turn. She's just like, yeah, I'm gonna pull that e brake. Yeah, <laughs> seems unnecessary. Uh, yeah, uh, and so yeah, they they get away from that and they go to her mountain cottage. Yeah. It's nice. It's a nice house. And I think Bert even has a name like nice place. <laughs> but very then nice, we, very nice. Then get ready because the next fifteen minutes of the movie are sweaty Bert recovering in bed in his PJs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of that. <laughs> and I just go, Good lord, the movie has literally just stopped. It has. <laughs> 
been brought to a screeching halt. <laughs> and, uh, and honestly, I don't think it picks up at all. No, ever, it's like, weird. Ever again. It, 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 it acts like it's picking up. <laughs> yes, without actually doing it. No, this has got to be one of the least exciting climactic action sequences yes. we've seen. It's so boring. It's and I think particularly we we of course have seen worse made ones, but it's how much yeah. the movie is trying to sell the excitement of it that's making me go like, no movie, not working. I, Sorry, I, I can't go with you here. This is pretty dull. And also yeah. the fact that so little of it is Bert. I mean, Bert is on screen so little in this mm-hmm. climactic. The only times you see Bert are when he's standing there. <laughs> you go like, great. That's what I paid to see. I want to see action heroes of stunt guys running and then the actor just standing. How about that? Uh, yeah. How about this? I'm just uh, standing behind the guy. You know, I just uh, watched a Steven Seagal movie and uh, noticed there's a lot of him not doing stunts. So uh, let's do that. Yeah, that Seagal guy. He's got it right. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, so she helps him recover and oh boy. They get it on. Oh. And are you? I'm sure you clocked this one-liner when she talks about, you know, they sent me to kill you. And he goes, well, if you're going to screw me to death, I'll die happy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that, so that could be a Burt line, uh, like an improvised line. That, of Bert, you know I will I mean? say I that is that is the most Burt sounding line in the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because uh, uh, th- this is right around the same time. I got to see what year this is exactly. Do you know Burt Reynolds had a game show? No, Burt Reynolds had a game show called Win, Lose, or Draw uh, that premiered. Uh, let's see. Yeah, this same year, eighty-seven. So oh, this is this weird. is, th- and this is this is what I'm talking about. When this is when Bert becomes just personality Bert, and it, it, yeah. it's it was Pictionary, right, as a yeah. show. Yes, but it was yes. <laughs> the the set was an exact replica of Bert's real living room, oh, and it God. was because he would have people over to play this game. Oh my God! And so it was just him and his celebrity friends playing Pictionary in a TV set look, designed to look exactly like his real house. <laughs> and it was called Win, Lose, or Draw. And it's just he's him. He's just kind of doing a bunch of stuff just to get paychecks. At it is. Point. And like, in this case, it is whatever, like, it is just like, um, how about this? Uh, we just uh, build a set that looks like my house, and uh, I'll just roll in, sit on my couch, and uh, guess what people are drawing, you know? <laughs> uh, what's that? Uh, sailboat? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so it is. It's. I will say it's a perfectly entertaining relic of this era, but mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I just always thought that was it's so fun. Very clearly, somebody who's not passionate about the craft of acting at this point. No, it is just like, uh, hey, uh, whatever. Yeah, each team sat on a couch on a set designed after Burt Reynolds' actual living room. About <laughs> you know, be, you know, be uh, you know, be a great idea for the set. It's just my house. <laughs> Uh, we need to we need to make this uh, very very accurate. So uh, there's gonna need to be some semen stains. On the couch. <laughs> that could just be a uh, Playboy centerfold collecting your clothes over in the corner. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that'd be perfect. <laughs> oh, Burt Reynolds. 
It is just, I mean, I will say, like, everything you hear about Burt Reynolds, you're like, yep, that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> he just, yes. yeah, I do think he is one of those guys who did have some talent, but maybe kind of didn't give a damn. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, uh, this is before he marries Lonnie Anderson the next year from WKRP in Cincinnati. Huh. Um, only married twice, by the way, Burt. Seems like, I, I was expecting to find, like, six marriages, you know. Yeah, he seems yeah. the type. He had a lot of girlfriends. Yeah, uh, I don't yeah, think Sally Field sense. has nice things to say about him during that hmm. relationship. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, and then this is this is so dumb. He goes, uh, "Okay, uh, yeah, uh, you and I we're gonna run off together, but uh, let me just go back to that mechanic real quick and say goodbye and leave you here alone, where you totally <laughs> not gonna get murdered." <laughs> yeah. As soon as he leaves, I'm like, she's fucking dead. Well, obviously, yeah. yeah. But he's like, I gotta go back and <laughs> kiss that teenage girl. I gotta make life. out with that teenager really quick. That's yeah, what he's doing. I mean, right it, it's weird. So he goes back and he's like, uh, Hey, uh, thanks for the hospitality and stuff. Uh, yeah, real sorry I uh, blew up your gas station there, but uh, you know, hey, shit happens. Uh, yeah. And he's like, Anyway, yeah, I got a hottie waiting for me back at the cottage, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, he goes, uh, But yeah. He he gives her sort of a like kiss on her cheek, and mm-hmm. then when she's walking, I was like, "That's fine." Yeah, I was like, That's "Okay, fine. okay, good." I thought, "Good." We just sort of keeping this, <clears throat> but then when he gets in his car, <laughs> uh, that cough was well placed. It sounded like I was actively disgusted by this. Um, mm. He full on, and this is like an open mouth makeout. Yeah, and she says like, "Hey, there's something I wanted to tell you." But in five years, I'll be older. And he goes, implying in five years, she'll be over the and, legal age. And he goes, uh, so will I. And then makes out with yeah. her. And I'm like, yeah. what? Let's what definitively establish she's underage and then have Bert make out with her. Yes, yes. That's... Just so there's no tiptoeing around the creepiness of you, it. You know I love a lot of movies from this era, but there is stuff like this that happens in a lot of them where I just go, Jesus Christ, nobody cared about anything in the 80s. Like, this, no. no one would let this happen in a movie today, but back then people just saw us and went, I got no problem with this. Yeah. You could yeah. just Unless do any it's fucking a Daily thing Wire in a movie. film. Yeah, it's not <laughs> yeah. going to. That's happening in almost every shit. scene of a Daily Wire film now. Um, Probably. Yeah, I don't know. We still have yet to... Until they put those out on something other than their... We have talked about... Yeah. We will happily mock a Daily Wire movie at some point, but I am not We just don't want to give them money. Oh, Lord, no, 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 no. Um, But I still will... I would love to rag on that Gina Carano Western. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, all right, so yeah. So they... Anyway, now the henchmen show up, Uh and they kill Lauren Hutton by smothering her in a plastic bag. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. And when Bert and finds her, she's like open mouth gasping for air in the bag and she's dead in the tub. And then he's like, Okay, well, gotta kill everybody now. Yeah, there's such a it's such a brief moment of like feeling the loss. You yeah. know what I mean? And then for the rest of the movie, he's just like he's just Bert, you know, he's yeah. just Bert trucking along, like, Yeah, I'm gonna get you. Well, and and now starts the nonstop stunt doubles. Yes, yes. Because he drives. Uh, I into believe this at this point it was okay, Bert. You're 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 a rap. Yeah. Uh, we'll just film the rest of the movie with the stunt double. Uh, and the stunt double's it. not great. Like he doesn't look no. like Bert at all. 
They no. put a mustache on a younger, thinner guy. <laughs> and he's just he's just running. Because the second I knew we were in trouble was, what. Well, yeah, you get this. He drives his car through the entrance of the compound. And then there's a scene where he's stopped the car and he runs across a field. And when I'm uh-huh. like, okay, that's not Bert, I'm like, oh, shit. Like I said, if he has to just yeah. run a few feet, like, or maybe a couple yards on totally flat terrain and Bert's not doing uh-huh. it, yeah, Bert's not going to do it. It's a bad sign. Yeah, because, yeah. like, that is nothing. What I like is actually later there's the scene where Cliff Robertson is running around searching for him, and it's clearly Cliff Robertson running the whole time. I'm going, Jesus yes. Christ, Cliff's running. <laughs> and I think Cliff's older. <laughs> I think so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's going around going, yeah, you just got to run through this barn and look around. It's uh, fine. I can do that. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, sorry. I'm doing coke in my uh, trailer, so I'm uh, I'm busy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, Bert, and here's, okay, this is the thing I was going to say earlier that, that baffles me about this. This mm. is the bad guy's compound. Theoretically, yes. How is Bert setting up traps? I don't know. How does he know where to set up traps? <laughs> That's what How does I he mean. know anything about this location? Because most Home Alone trap scenarios, because I also love the one at the end of Skyfall as well, mm-hmm. uh, those are bad guys coming to the heroes and their places where they've set up the traps. They have the home turf advantage. Yeah. That's the, that's How is he set up so many I've... death traps at this guy's house? I don't know. During the day, in broad daylight, like... <laughs> And why is there only maybe five henchmen? Like, yeah, well, yeah, that has to do with some budget. With shit. the budget, obviously, yeah. yeah. Uh, I do like <laughs> one of Bert's big moves here. Or I'm sorry, it's still his stunt double doing this. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, mm-hmm. it is his stunt double for anything where he's not talking, basically. Yes. Um, th- there's a thing where a guy just goes into like a shed and he's looking around and Bert just tosses in a grenade <laughs> casually. Hey, there you go. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> It's just like, well, that's not interesting at all. Uh, nope. Uh, let's see. He's uh, using the grenade. He does get the main henchman guy by putting a plastic bag over his head. And I think does do yes. like, how's it feel? Yeah. Hey, you like it. Yeah. Hey, you like it when it's happening to you. And it's like that. I'm sorry, Bert, but that's not working for me. I'm not feeling it. No. Uh, and clearly neither are you. And then there's the uh, other guy at the top of the barn who gets hit by the hay bale that he's rigged to hit mm-hmm. him. That guy goes out the window. That's okay. I mean, it's a pretty good stunt yeah. guy fall, but I just, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, you get, uh, what else do you get in here? Oh, you get the scene where he just releases all the horses? Yeah, that happens yeah. at some point. But once again, it's just, it's not even Bert. It's a person's hand unlock it's a close-up mm-hmm. of him unlocking the thing and if i'm not mistaken you don't actually see the horses like escape right or they run i think you see a couple run out and somebody's okay. going like hey these horses are out of here and that's about yeah, it yeah i remember do i remember anything. somebody talking over like a over like radio or something oh I, you released think, a bunch of horses i think you see like two horses they're not doing okay. anything once again you're yes. going like could you put bird on one of the horses or something no that no, could no, be no. something yeah no, no no everybody loved when keanu rode a horse in that last john wick movie but yeah keanu is a real deal action hero uh yeah that guy's awesome uh and then you <laughs> this this last guy is the guy who thinks bert is above him and so he just fires wildly with his machine gun into the right. roof. Right, yes. And then goes yeah. up to the top level and sees 
what he assumes is Bert's dead body, but of course is one of the other henchmen is dead. <sighs> and then Bert's behind him with a gun. And he does this. this you get this, this is bad whole... filmmaking, John, it... because you see Bert awkwardly sidle out from like behind a hay bale. Just, excuse to, me, hold on, to, gotta gotta squeeze through on. here. Uh, just give me a second. Yeah. Oh, oh, all right, here we go. It's like no, you should just like the audience should be surprised as well as the 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 henchmen. What you? Here. I'll tell you the the simpler way to do this. Yeah, the guy kneels down yeah. to look at the body, right? He turns it over. Mm-hmm. It's not Bert. All of a sudden, just from the side of frame, the gun to his head. Yep. You don't need to see Bert. <laughs> yes. It, think about, like, Batman and stuff like that. You don't see Batman. We don't see him squeeze out of somewhere. He just appears. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Or any yeah. of these things. When you're trying to establish these awesome badasses, John Wick will just appear places. Like, that's that's yeah. what cool characters do. I've never yeah. seen James Bond, like, struggle to get over something and go, wait, hold on, just give me a second. There we go. You know? <laughs> it's like that, uh, 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 oh my gosh, the Pete, or I can't remember the name. I can't remember the name. The my brain is, is but the college humor used to do a bunch of batman oh pete holmes uh, yeah pete yeah. holmes is batman pete holmes, yes thank his you. batman sketches. yeah and the, the one where it's like b- catching batman as he's getting away and it like cuts back to him and he's running in a very goofy sort of yeah 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 uh, and like that's actually what it looks like you know absolutely uh, but that's kind of what this scene is is channeling yeah it is it's just very, it's very funny and he gets the whole he just he has this they have this whole exchange where he goes you're not just going to kill me in cold blood, Malone. You're not that kind of guy, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he goes to make a move for his gun and Bert shoots him in the head. And the funniest part of this, though, is there's a hole in the in the floor of this that goes down to the next level. And this guy gets shot and perfectly. I just thought about, like, you couldn't plan that. Like, he has to no. crumple up at exactly the right angle to go through yeah. this hole in the floor just so Cliff Robertson can find his body in the next scene. This might be the second best. Death it's in the pretty movie. great because the guy just yeah. going through that hole. Yeah, really yeah. made me laugh. That was very funny. <laughs> it's like going down a laundry chute or like something. Like, yeah. Goes, <laughs> it's but yeah. it's it's too. There's no awkward. Like if that that might happen, but he might fall and then sink through it. But it, it's yeah. it's a stunt guy, obviously, who's been apparently this guy's had his brains blown out. But right. somehow knows enough to fold perfectly in half to fit down that hole. I did. Yep. Yeah, that is pretty fucking funny. I did like that it, a lot. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's very stupid. And so, yeah, then you get a lot of Cliff Robertson running around, not knowing where Bert is. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, when he gets into the command center, here's Bert in the shadows. And they get some Ugh. monologue about patriotism and the Who real cares? Americans. Ugh. Once again, it, it, this this could be good if I had any idea what the what cornerstone of this guy's beliefs are or what his motivations or plan or is. Or what their plan is. Yeah. 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 And once again, he's going like, you should believe in what we do too. You should join us. He's asking him again. And then mm. close up of a gun shooting. We don't even see Cliff Robertson gets hit or anything like that. Or even, no. it's probably not even Bert holding the gun. Probably not. No, bang. And then here comes Bert walking out and the sheriff is rolled up long after this firefight is over man and he's going like malone you gotta answer for everything what the hell's going on and then behind bert this barn goes up like nobody's business Uh huge fireball into the sky which i was 
obviously we brought up why this doesn't make sense for him to do earlier, but it also directly implicates uh, Burt Reynolds for blowing up this building, <laughs> which I'm assuming is a crime. I, I guess I, would, I don't know. I would think so. Yeah. 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 But the sheriff uh, just is like, Malone, what are you? And, and once again, because cool guys don't look at explosions. True. You just got Bert walking with all the fire behind him. And this guy's going, Nor God. do they look at the green screen behind them oh, that well, has the explosion image on it. In this case, it's a, it is a, the, the explosion itself is good, but Bert walking away is on a blue screen. Yes. And it's not yes. great. Uh, it is not great. And we know mm. the blue screens are capable of being good at this time because you do have like the mm -hmm. Hans Gruber fall is in the yep. same era and that's on a blue screen and that still looks good. Um, it does. But uh, yeah, he, <laughs> He just and I just love the sheriff going like what ah he's gone <laughs> nothing I could do hands are tied yeah so Bert walks away and then it cuts to Big Dick Malone's driver's license as it's being burned and credits roll mm -hmm. over his driver's license being mm. burned great what why why did this happen I guess the idea is now he's gonna be a new identity in the sequel. So nothing has because I do he's think gone this, through no transformation. I okay, do great. think this was meant to kick off a franchise. I think Orion. Thought oh, I, there was. Yeah, it feels like that, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody like, has an arc in this movie. No. No. Not a single person. No. Transforms throughout the film. And there uh, are there are pieces that if they had chosen to connect them could have made Bert if. The, th the easiest thing to do would be Bert didn't want to kill that guy at the beginning. So the whole movie, he is reticent to use violence again, right? Yes. That's the yes. obvious, and that's that's classic action movie yes. kind of stuff. If he's like, no, I've chosen a more peaceful way of life, and then is forced to be like, well, I got to handle this. It's unforgiven, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 very classic soldier, or, you know, it's the, it goes back to, right, the samurai who's put away their sword and whatnot. You know, mm -hmm. that's... That's mm -hmm. that's I, this is archetypical stuff, and it's simple, but it's like the movie wouldn't have had to do much more work to make that the case, is what I'm saying. And it would have no. been not a huge arc, but something. You're right. There it's is no anything. Well, the characters are so ill-defined, they can't have arcs. We don't even exactly. have a, a starting like baseline for these characters, really. So no. where where yeah. could they have gone? I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. S Scott Wilson has a whole thing about his leg that got injured in Vietnam. That never mm -hmm. has anything to do with anything. Nope. No, that didn't need to exist. Because the, once, once he makes out with the daughter, he's out of there. Those characters never come back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, this movie he is got just... what he wanted, John. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Yeah, that's right. That teenage tongue. Hey, pal, just be glad. I could have done a lot more with her. Uh, <laughs> I gotta put my tongue somewhere else if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so um, that's Malone, man. And it's that's not Malone. It's not good. No. But it's just it's not even it's not horrible either. It's just meh. It's just meh exactly, yeah. and that's almost worse than yeah. Like, Twelve Disasters of Christmas, which is so absurdly bad that mm -hmm. it there's. There's some entertainment value there where this is just kind of, I don't know. I, we finished this movie last night at around like just before 10. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I feel like I should go to bed. <laughs> like, I feel like, like I feel exhausted from watching this. Yeah. So it, so I just, it finished. I just went, 
All right. Okay. Right. It never got a rise out of me one way or another. Like, I was never like, no. this is horrible. But I was also, there was no point where I was like, oh, that's awesome. No. And generally, it's action shelf movies go between those. It is a thing where it's like, yeah, if they're not going to be good, then they need to be terrible. Yes, exactly. This kind of thing when exactly. they're just like forgettable. This is this is textbook forgettable. We will not yes. remember this movie in a couple months. I will say, I yes. will occasionally go back to our earliest episodes. And not remember huh. movies. And I'll listen to a little yep. bit of our episode going like, I don't remember any of this. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'll rem- I used to remember the titles and like the vague plot descript, like the vague ideas. But I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So, well, we didn't care for this movie. But as you know, I always try to find the strangest IMDb reviews. Now, I have one IMDb review, but I want to just – the review itself isn't as good as the title. So, I just okay. want to read you the title of one other one. And that is Great. Malone Ma. Ma- okay, Malone Mal owns. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. The, the the review itself is not as exciting as that title, but instead, I have uh, uh this is uh, this comes to us from IMDb user Haythock. I don't know. Sure. Uh, and uh, the t- the review is titled "80s Classic." Having watched this movie more times than I care to remember, thought it was time to write down my thoughts. <laughs> Malone was released in May 1987, just a few short months after Reynolds had released his comeback movie, Heat. Heat bombed and so did Malone and every other Burt movie after that. The simple truth was that his time had passed and people were now looking to new action heroes. However, do not let that fool you into thinking you should miss Malone. On the contrary, it is vital viewing for any Reynolds or action fan. The plot is simple. Malone is a disillusioned CIA operative. He wants out and he tells his partner that in the opening scene. Malone heads off in his classic car. However, the car breaks down near a small town. Malone befriends the garage owner's young daughter. However, his stay in the town is far from dull. He finds out that most of the shops and hotels are closed down uh, due to properties being bought by the mysterious Delaney. Delaney is a right-wing zealot, I guess? Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it more just in because that's kind of the v- vague way he's talking. Uh, mm-hmm. He's talking about uh, right-wing zealot, and this is part of his sector. Malone confronts one of Delaney's uh, thugs and beats the crap out of him. He then shoots <laughs> another of the thugs. Uh, anyway, he's talking about, he goes on about uh, the plot for a little while. Uh, cue the classic 80s style ending. Lots of bad guys chasing after hero in deserted building and getting killed off one and one. One and one. That's wrong. Uh, <laughs> to leave hero with main villain. The explosion at the end is pretty cool. So here is what is so damn cool about Malone. When asked yeah, by the family. The actual review. When asked by the family he meets at the local garage his, uh, what his name is. The reply is Malone. The young girl asks, got a first name? Reply, Yeah. How cool is that? <laughs> All caps. It gets better. When the young girl is driving Malone into town, he says he's traveling around. She says that must be interesting. His reply is, isn't every place just like the other? How wise is that? A classic. Young girl t- uh, takes coffee to Malone in the morning. He's lying on the bed or putting the coffee down. She asks, are you getting up or going to bed? His reply, I haven't decided yet. 
only someone as cool as Malone hasn't decided whether he wants to sleep or not. The list goes on and on. A review of Reynolds' other movie, Heat, suggested you shout the movie title every time some action happened. I suggest the same here. There's a scene when right-wing assassins come to kill Malone. They naturally fail, but in trying to warn him, the young girl screams, All together now, Malone! 10 out of 10 stars. Okay, I know that none of these people are listening to this podcast, <laughs> but please, please keep this in mind. Yeah. Do not just recount the plot of the movie as your review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody no. wants that. No, I skipped Nobody through it. He, he recounted quite a bit of it, but I just love the, the one person taken with the dialogue of this movie. Uh, yes, and obviously the best part of the review is... Only a cool guy hasn't decided whether or not he wants to get out of bed. Yeah. No, that sounds like a depressed person what, to me. One of the I'm things I will let, let people in, when I'm looking through these reviews, I there are certain moments like that when I'm like, okay, I have to read that one. So when you read that yes. line, I'm like, well, obviously this review has to be read on the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so keep that in mind, IMDb reviewers. Often one line will make the difference. Um, yes. We didn't talk about... Uh, what do you think the best death has really got to be split uh, what do you think is it the guy on the bike or is it the guy I don't know you're right the through the hole is just so dumb it's it's maybe I mean both are really dumb because both the are dummy really the is, dummy hitting is, the windshield of the car and I am always partial to a dummy in an action movie yeah I think we give it to that the dummy we to well and the, uh, yeah the thing about it is the out of nowhere the guy's riding his bike and yes. all of a sudden he's hit by this car and killed like it's yes. one of those where I was writing something down and looked up and went Jesus what yes exactly yeah <laughs> so I do think that's good now how about our one-liner of the movie what are we gonna do are we gonna yeah. do the uh what are you gonna tell the company goodbye uh, and th as mentioned, how cool is this? You got a first name? Yeah. <laughs> uh, after he beats the guy in the bridge, anybody else? Uh, the guy saying he can't have children might be a blessing. Uh, <laughs> I bought your badge, not your opinion. And I do think I do. I lean towards if you're gonna screw me to death, I'll die happy. It's, it's certainly either, the most Burt Reynolds. It's either you know? that or the might be a blessing, right? Yeah, yeah. I think we'll give it to that. We'll give it to the... Uh, you can't uh, have children? Uh, oh, no. The, 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 oh, I was going to say the, the screw me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do think they just should... Because that is in Burt's voice. Exactly. That's yeah. in the sweet dreams asshole kind of... <laughs> if you're going to Not quite as death. succinct as that, but, no. you know, it's the same energy. But it has an eyebrow waggle implied in it, which I like. You're going to screw me to yes. death then? I'll die happy. <laughs> I'll die yeah. Uh, well, Lisman, befitting the end of the year, our friend Bruce did get to see this movie. And Great. I know I know that'll oh. make you happy. So here it so is, worried. folks. It's time for the final uh, 2022 edition of The Winning Opinion. So here is Bruce Winning's review of Malone. It's entitled A Genuine Villain and Lots of Shooting. An old movie formatted for my television. I like the action and violence. I like the pursuit mm. scenes. I like the shooting. Mm. I like the mm. kicking and punching. I like seeing the bad guys die. The late 20th century produced some exciting movies. I got two today that were along the same parameters. The, recommend, the recommendations are lining up with my preferences. Thanks, Amazon. Five out of five stars. Oh, Bruce. Oh, Bruce. There's like... 
there's like a construction to it's almost like a haiku it is, or like a limerick it you know? is it does have that there's there's a patter to a bruce yeah. winning review also gotta love that he likes seeing people die of course yeah of it's course the ba- yeah, he likes seeing kinda... those bad guys die yeah i like seeing them die i wish they died oh. in more creative ways though because he does yeah. love very like uh, horror movie yeah i like the creative ways to make someone dead <laughs> It's still that 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 statement from him haunts me to this day. Yeah, it truly chilling. The creative I will ways write to make a, a person dead. And it will be for a villain. I like creative ways to make a person dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we talked about this didn't get off the ground, Lesman. What if we do come no. up with a Malone sequel? How about it? Let's do it. Uh, yeah. So we're gonna fire up our handy dandy action movie title generator. And come up with a new Malone adventure. Uh, whatever this is titled, I will. It will be underscored by a Malone adventure. Uh, mm-hmm. So here we go. I'm gonna hit this now. Malone alone. And generate it here. Uh, the movie is called <laughs> Invaders of Wind. What the fuck? Invaders of Invaders Wind. Okay. Of wind. This is. I'm gonna say this is a few years later, so it's early '90s. We're big into okay. environmental stuff. It's centered around like windmills and uh, uh, like some kind of plan for renewable energy. Invaders. Is renewable energy the villain? Yeah, I think it, I like, think it, I think okay. in a Burt Reynolds movie it is. Yeah. Okay. People. So there. So the so people are people are using. Okay, so it's a it's a front or something, or they're using the energy uh-huh. generated by the wind turbines. Mm-hmm. For nefarious purposes, what are they it's, doing? It's it's building up energy, and it'll eventually release a energy wind blast. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. They the and, and the beginning of the movie is them testing that out on like a town. Ta- they literally blow away a town. Yes, yes. And the CIA yes. lost with what to do, are forced mm-hmm. to call in Big Dick Malone. Oh, and they call him that in this, <laughs> in in this, this. one. They are calling. 100%. Wait a minute, you're talking about Big Dick Malone. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and you got to get a like maybe 15 minutes into the movie reveal of Bert, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, and, and he's he's like because fi- he's retired, right? He's he's finally gotten away from it all, and he's fishing, and like some guys come up to him, like a helicopter lands. He's like, I knew you'd assholes be back to me. <laughs> <laughs> And who's our villain? I have a, I have a, I have a pitch. Okay, Gary Busey. Hell yeah! That's right. I'm Absolutely. making a wind turbine. You're never gonna stop. <laughs> can't stop the wind. He's some sort of disgruntled eco scientist. Mm-hmm. So you get Gary yes. Busey in a lab coat and big glasses. And, yes, and his big old choppers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And the final, <laughs> the final confrontation is in one of those like wind tunnels. Yes. You know? So they're like fighting, like while flying in this like big sort of wind tunnel. And thing. it needs to end with him going into the blades of the thing and getting oh, chopped up, right? That's how Busey goes yes. out on this. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Now it's mostly a stunt double on Bert's part. <laughs> it is. It is. That's true. But you know, I uh, don't want to take a chance of it blowing my hairpiece off. Uh. Yeah. Exactly. That's the problem. Yeah. Uh, so there you go, man. I'm on board with yeah. this. Uh, I'll watch it. Yeah. Invaders of Wind, a Malone adventure. Uh, all right, well, listen. There you go. We wrap up 2022. 
Stay yeah. tuned. Uh, later this week, we'll be putting out the Shelfies episode, uh, looking back yeah. at the year that was in Action Shelf Movies. So next week on the show, listen, we start a new year and a new uh, theme month. Uh, mm-hmm. So we kick things off as we head into WWE January. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Not only are we watching movies starring wrestlers, as we've done before. I think we've actually done a couple made by them, too. But we're doing an entire so. month devoted to the films of WWE Studios. That's right. Mm-hmm. They make such great entertainment, brother. They have made more movies than you would ever guess, Yeah, I feel like. Uh, oh, I, absolutely, because when we started this, we went to their Wikipedia page and gone, holy shit, there's a lot. <laughs> I thought I thought we were going to do maybe the only four that exist. But no, nope. No, no, there's quite a few. Um, but we, do, we are going to get to talk about some people we haven't been able to talk about because they're a little bit bigger stars than normal. So we're going to yes. get... We're going to get finally The Rock on the show, which I'm very excited yes. about. We're going to get The Rock on the show. We're going to get two Cena's. Yeah, uh, two, double the Cena. Double the Cena. We're going to bookend the month with Cena, which means next week we're starting with, oh man, a movie that was just made, made for this show, The yeah. Marine. The uh, Marine. I believe we've both actually seen this movie. Yeah, it's one of those things where I'm going like, I think I've seen it. I don't know if I've seen it in its entirety. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I definitely did in high school. I like, think I think out. I might have, but it's one of those yeah. things too where I also that's something I remember being on cable a lot. Yes. Um, yes so definitely. I do remember seeing it in pieces quite a bit. Yes. Um, but we were obsessed with the trailer for this movie uh, for yeah. the longest time. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, yes. So we'll talk about the Marine next week on the show. That 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 mm-hmm. should be. Uh, an exciting episode, but Lisbon, unfortunately, I, I, from what I can tell, there is no tagline for this movie. There doesn't need to be one, John. <laughs> I do like the WWE is just like, John Cena is the Marine. What else do you need to know? <laughs> I mean, what could possible, what other questions could you possibly have? Whose job was it to come up with a tagline? You know what I mean? It's like, okay, we got everything ready. We're, um, we're going to. Because this movie did, this movie didn't see theaters. I don't think. Oh no, it uh, did! It did! It did. Okay, it we're ready did. to uh, start marketing this. Uh, everything's good to go. Uh, uh, Danny, did you? You came up with the tagline, right? I didn't come up with it. Yeah. Yeah. What? What? I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, the tagline might as well just be John Cena and the Marine. He's a Marine. <laughs> what else do you want? I mean, the the the. the We'll talk about the poster probably, but uh, but it it is just two images of John Cena in two different Marine outfits. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, which, which should indicate that that will be a lot of fun next week. Oh yes, show. I'm but, very excited. But that is going to do it for this week's episode uh, of the Action Shelf. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Lisman. Till next week, get yourself some action. The Action Shelf. Action Show